Hey, everybody, and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and today we are talking Disney Plus Day. Uh, For those of you that are aware, Disney Plus Day was on Friday. Uh, I believe that was November 12th. And uh, interesting enough, uh, it was a little different than Disney Investor Day, but in order to talk about it, I do have a very special guest on hand to break down all of the news, our good pal, Kevin Nowitzki. Kevin, welcome back. Hey, Alex. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk through all the stuff with you. Yeah, me too. Uh, And and I think the first thing we'll talk about, we'll we'll dive straight into this, is Disney Plus Day was very different from uh, the Disney Investor Day. And that was something that I think a lot of people were talking about. And I think is a good lesson. I know I feel like you and I have talked about this in prior episodes, too, around uh, hampering expectations. And there was for those of you that remember, we did. I believe we had an episode last year on uh, Disney Investor Day. They announced so many things like a million different titles for all of their different pieces, Pixar, Lucasfilm, Marvel. And it was awesome. There was a live stream. They did a bunch of presentations. I believe Kevin Feige was there. Uh, Yeah, a ton of great stuff. And uh, everyone kind of expected that same level of hoo-ha from this. And it was not that at all. It was actually like the exact opposite of that. So we're going to we're going to talk about that for a bit before we dive into all of the actual content, just so that we can kind of level set on that. So, Kevin, uh, before I dive too deep into my thoughts, what what were your overall impressions of Disney Plus Day? Um, I thought it was interesting. I thought it, it dev- once things started going throughout the day. Well, I guess I should preface by saying initially I was confused, like way back weeks ago i was unsure of like was it going to be like disney investor day where what like disney was saying oh we're gonna do a disney plus day like and they didn't really give much that i think that was that an investor call maybe in like july or august or something like that so we knew it was coming and so then we were like okay is it going to be another live stream type thing is it going to be something kind of like what dc's done with dc fandom and what uh netflix has did recently with tadum their their um event type thing so then and then they real released oh we're gonna have special event um specials coming out on disney plus for subscribers and then we're gonna be announcing things throughout the day so when i saw that initially i kind of got under the mindset of oh okay so we're gonna have these specials on disney plus kind of like for at least for marvel the exploring the universe that came out um, on the initial launch of disney plus two years ago and then things probably on social media throughout the day and i knew a lot of us who we who talk with us and such and our friends we're like, is it a live stream? Like what's happening or whatever. So I was trying to help tell those people and anybody else who uh, would listen on my social feeds to be like, don't expect Disney plus day, you know, or uh, Disney investor day again, because I don't think that's what's happening. So um, knowing that I, what happened sounds exactly, it's actually kind of like what happened when Disney plus was launching They, If you remember back, Alex, they did a whole Twitter thread of like, here's this title that's going to be on launch day and this one, like it was like the replies. And so that's kind of what was happening. So um, I want to just give a special shout out to, to our friend Ryan, who was helping us throughout the day of uh, keeping all of us informed of stuff. Um, Cause he luckily had the day off in the morning. So he could just look on the Twitter feed and let us know what was coming. So that w- we appreciate that from Ryan, but um, yeah, overall, I think the execution and the clarity of, how they were doing it could have been better and maybe in the future they could do something of a live stream even if it's just like a voiceover person saying like hey coming from disney in 2022 we have this this and this and coming in 2023 is that even if it's just the title cards or the little 
concept arts that they had on Twitter, you know, if they could do that in like on a YouTube platform or something that might be useful or whatever. But um, I do appreciate that part of the specials were uh, on Disney plus, even though there were trouble, I know at least in the Marvel one, there was a tr- trouble with people accessing it when they said it was supposed to go up. Yeah. Um, but I do like the fact that it was in theory on the, the platform for people to, who have subscribed to get it and access that. And, um, I personally wasn't, well, when we saw the Pixar one come out, that was only uh, like four minutes. And so at that point I was like, Oh, is the Marvel one going to be short? I expected about 10, maybe between 15 to 30 minutes. And it was like 18, 17 minutes, something like that. Like I expected that from Marvel, but, um, so yeah, overall, I think it was the execution could have been a little better, but I enjoyed what we got. And, so and as we'll get into some of what was announced, I wish could have been maybe a little better or different. But um, I'm not sour on the day as a whole as um, I could have been. I think. Yeah, that's a great good way of looking at it too. I think the one thing that I I tend to forget sometimes. And I, are you also a? Um, did you do the three year subscription for Disney Plus? I did not. I was. I, I'm not a. I think you have to be a D23 member or uh, some sort. Of, I only did. I did a year. I did annual subscription. Do annual? I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I was. I would have done the three years, but I, I don't think. However, it was offered. I was able to do that if I recall, okay. but I don't okay. remember. But I, I'm a. I do it yearly. I don't do monthly or anything like that. Okay. Yeah. They. I don't remember what the situation was, but I. I, I did the three year subscription, um, and it, I just because I was, you know, I love Disney. There's no secret here at Comics and Cinema that we are huge Disney fans here, huge Marvel <laughs> and Star Wars fans, and also Pixar and National Geographic, everything that's on there. So, uh, throughout the the two years now that Disney Plus has been around. Uh, sometimes I, t- I take for granted, except on special days. So like May the 4th, uh, this, there's a couple of other ones where it's been like this, where they just release a bunch of content. And, uh, I, you know, like I said, I kind of take things for granted, but on those days, I feel so grateful to be a subscriber because not only am I not paying for it, uh, since I already did the, you know, the, the prepayment, mm-hmm. but like, they just keep giving you content and, and some of it's okay. Right. Some of it's not good, but a lot of it is really good. And so on days like these, I cared actually more about what we got than what was announced because mm-hmm. we got a ton of really cool stuff on that day. And so I, I don't know, there's just like this weird feeling I get because I'm a, I'm a content guy. I'm always marking my ratings on IMDb. And on a day like this, it's like you get like five free ratings right out the gate because you get to watch like all these shorts that are super quick. And I don't know, mm-hmm. I just always feel this sort of specialness i guess like i'm in this little club that i get to see cool little pixar shorts and and the simpson shorts and uh you know shang chi came out as well like there's just so many mm-hmm. cool little things that again the, the day itself i thought was very bland and had a lot of work to do but the content that we got i thought was really cool and yeah i agree too i i would get a huge shout out to ryan um i was listening to the phase one podcast uh, i just started subscribing to that. phase zero or phase zero. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've got the secret phase one. Yeah. one. That's uh, no one else listens to. Um, and they were talking on that one about how uh, the Twitter game, because again, like I wasn't following it on Twitter because mm-hmm. I was, I was at work. So again, Ryan killed it, but it was funny because every time he would share something, the tweet, it's, I kept seeing Patrick Dempsey and Bette Midler. And I just kept getting so annoyed and somebody called out that on the phase zero. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we can. And so I was like, okay, so it wasn't just because it was being shared on this discord. It wasn't like whatever it was. I that think it's not, is really clunky. Yeah. It's something to do with like 
your settings on Twitter to like re- keep tagging, keep tagging mentions as you go or something. And I think the account just doesn't, it doesn't like reset or uh, that's what I think I read or something, but yeah, that was, uh, that was one yeah. of the, I would say well, the quote unquote hiccups of the day was anybody sharing all that got all these mentions and were like, so confused of why is Patrick Dempsey in all these projects. <laughs> Patrick Dempsey in the MCU confirmed he's the, he's the evil Dr. Strange, just like we always thought. Right. Um, but no, this, so, you know, obviously there's one thing they could have done better. They could have just made them all tweets as opposed to one long thread. thread. But I was thinking as you were talking, you know what I would suggest, uh, I, I know Bob Chapek confirmed does not listen to this podcast. Uh, I don't know. He's free to if he wants to, but I'm not going to give him any good shout outs. I know Kevin listens. So uh, I would just say if, if there's someone up top, I wait, I'm, I'm sorry, Bob Iger. I forgot. He does listen to this. And so, Bob, if you can bend Bob's ear, uh, Bob Chapek's and tell him I have a great idea. So you could just put a tile up on the front screen of Disney Plus. That is a live stream. And when you click on it, at specific points during the day, they're announcing new things, but in the median points of the day, do watch parties and have like showings of things that aren't on Disney Plus. So like, for example, they could have done, I guess if they wanted to time it right, right? Like they gave us Shang-Chi, they didn't have to do that. They could have done that as a live stream, right? And so like, you know, tune in at 10 a.m. We're going to be watching Shang-Chi live, live tweeting about it. Mm-hmm. That would have been really cool. And then right after that, we get some Marvel announcements. And then, you know, let us watch some, you know, maybe they have Luca play or, or some, whatever it is. Sure. That would be kind of cool because then you just have the one tile to sit on. You could mm-hmm. watch it all at once. And then you could replay it too. You wouldn't get the, right. they, they release them as other titles again, you know, just making this up, but yeah, so there's a, there's a ton of different things they could have done to make this better, but it was still good. Mm-hmm. And so a couple of those things, let's, let's dive into that portion of it. So some of the stuff that they, we got some instant gratification, and then we also got some uh, wedding of the whistle, so to speak. And so when it comes to instant gratification, the first thing was we got an announced all of, or not all of them, but uh, was it like nine or 10 of the MCU movies 13. are now 13, wow, mm-hmm. even better, are um, uh, IMAX formatted now. So you will see them looking a little different on your screen. Uh, do you know it all? Do they give you the option to turn that off? Yes. Yes. Oh, they, there's a, in, so if you like uh, Shang-Chi is one of them or uh, Endgame Infinity War, because uh, those I was most excited about because those were filmed with IMAX, like right. specifically for the format. And I remember when uh, Infinity War was coming out on home media, um, more so before Disney Plus, uh, like on Blu-rays and stuff, like fans were like, hey, can we get the IMAX version on the Blu-ray cuts and whatever? And I remember, I think uh, I think Anthony Rousseau had said like, oh, we'd love to, but like we, there's a lot of legality behind it because apparently, because as I've learned because of that, that IMAX really is the corporation is the one, they control the format and like how it gets used and everything like that. So this deal is between Disney and IMAX, which is uh, at least at the moment for MCU films. And yes, when you go on to a film that's part of it, uh, you there, I think it defaults automatically to the IMAX experience version. That's cool. the branding of it. But then there's uh, like when they have extras and details, those tabs, there's one that's, I think, um, versions and you can click that and you can see the IMAX or the normal widescreen uh, version. So you can just watch that uh, if you wish. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I haven't had the time to sit and watch any uh, of those films, but I'm very excited by that to be able to uh, see like as it, because at least for some films, I know recently, like the Eternals, I just saw that in IMAX and uh, at times I'm con- conscious of 
it's widescreen and it's bigger than it's widescreen and, and it's like jumping through like i know the whole um I won't, won't do any spoilers here, even though I know you've had your four hour uh, spoiler <laughs> review already. Uh, but uh, in the one of the opening sequences when they're in uh, Mesopotamia, which is seen in the first trailer, like surprisingly, I noticed this, it was like, you'd have one shot was in the widescreen then it, or, or IMAX, then it would go to the widescreen for the next shot. And then the one right after would be widescreen for a little bit. And then like, so that one was uh-huh. jumping around a lot, um, which was interesting to me where at that point I was like, okay, so why, why didn't they just make this whole sequence? You know, like, why is this cut shot, like this close up just widescreen versus the next one is IMAX or whatever. But uh, yeah, so in any, in any event, I'm uh, very excited by this and I look forward to watching it eventually and seeing the difference and seeing how I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. That reminds me. I know you'll appreciate this too. That reminds me of uh, to answer your question that maybe they weren't filming in IMAX cameras the entire time for mm. Eternals versus like Endgame. Maybe they were, but it reminds me of uh, wasn't it uh, uh, Avengers or maybe it was Thor that they were trying to film in 3D. Thor and it was, it was, it was the post credit. It was the, yeah, okay, yeah, the post credits for Thor when they said it took so long to mm-hmm. put that camera on, and they were like, "What was it?" Uh, that was Josh Stone's- Whedon, right? Or that, or, uh, no, yeah, yes, Stellan Skarsgård. He was he like, was upset filming? by it, but it was but Josh was filming it because it was on the set of Avengers and everything. Yeah, and he was like, "So are we going to be filming all of uh, Avengers in 3D? Because if so, I'm not going to be in that movie." And they're like, "No, we're not. None of us like this." Yep. I thought that so, was a great call out. It was, and so that's why, yeah, every movie has been 3d converted in post now and not yeah, filmed with 3d probably but, I, who yeah. knows maybe the technology is better now but the uh, the films that are in imax for those wondering is iron man and then essentially everything after guardians of the galaxy so you've got Ga- guardians of the galaxy volume one and two captain america civil war doctor strange thor ragnarok black panther avengers infinity war and endgame ant-man and the wasp captain marvel black widow and shang chi so mm-hmm. um pretty cool i'm most looking forward to infinity war because i have a vivid memory from that movie in theaters seeing it in imax when uh spider-man jumps at the guardians mm-hmm. uh, and you can actually see all of him when he's jumping in imax all of his claws and it looks so badass and you can't see that in the regular version so i've missed it ever since so i'm really looking forward to seeing that one so we got that uh again we mentioned it already but we got Shang chi and legend of the ten rings now available for everyone to watch uh and then we got a bunch of other little shorts as well so we got uh something called uh, olaf presents mm-hmm. which uh you see that kevin i did yes that was yeah. a, a lot of fun i wish Love there that. were more of them uh, but uh i think uh yeah so the premise is uh olaf uh there's the scene in frozen 2 where he recounts the events right. of frozen 1 and so they've taken that premise and have have him recount the events of other classic disney movies i think uh i think it's the first one the little mermaid one that one just like made me laugh out loud so much of him just uh, all the things he was doing and i i like how they kept from the frozen when um he's like she's dead or, or or he's dead or whatever when he when it quick cuts to him turned around like whenever like in the lion king when it's like Mufasa, or like Mufasa, he's like he's falling, and then he gets trampled, and then he's almost alive, and then he's and then just quick cuts him back, and he's like he's dead, and whatever, I like it all of that stuff. So uh, those are really really fun. I like them. I, I hope that they do more of them um, at some point. I'm glad you enjoyed them. I didn't, uh, oh. but that is because yeah. I am not. I have been anti Olaf since Frozen One. 
Uh, and I, I, I watched all of them. I will agree that those dead scenes did give me a chuckle. The rest of it did not. And again, that's just because I'm anti-Olaf for a kid. They would probably like, I'm glad you liked it. I'm probably mm-hmm. in the very small minority of that. It was very cute. Um, but we also got Jungle Cruise, which I've uh, seen in theaters already. Uh, I think I mentioned maybe on an episode, but it was an okay movie. Uh, it's probably a perfect movie for Disney Plus at this point where put it on, put it in the background. It's a fun action adventure movie, but it's yeah. not much more than that. I've, I haven't seen it in theaters, so I will check it out on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. especially if you're a fan of like Indiana. They, they always said like fan of Indiana Jones, fan of Pirates of the Caribbean or the mummy mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. I would agree with all of that, but to say all of those movies are better than this movie, but that doesn't make this a bad movie. It's still, it's very pretty to look at. There's a lot of cool CGI in it too. Um, Simpsons plus anniversary, uh, just like the other Simpsons shorts again, cute, whatever. Yeah. It's like three minutes long. It, yep. What bugs me the most about this and about Olaf was that the, uh, credits were longer than the actual short yeah. was. And I was like, come on every, I mean, it was literally each Olaf one was only a minute long. I don't know mm-hmm. if you typed it there, basically a minute, which was yeah. crazy. Well, I did the, I did the version where you can watch all of them in a row. So that, oh, that was smart. Nice yeah. So Smart. I just, I did, I just that. did that. Yeah. That's I saw that last one. I was like, wait, why is this one 17? I was like, oh, they're all the same. Okay, great. I could skip yeah. this. Um, we got the uh, Under the Helmet, the Legacy of Boba Fett yes. as a short. Uh, and this one was a great short in terms of uh, it was like 20 minutes long, mm-hmm. uh, which was awesome. We got a detailed kind of rendition and storytelling of the, the history of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a character that's captured the minds of probably every person that's ever seen him. I know when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Boba Fett uh, and knew absolutely nothing about him. And it was just cool to see all the different people that have been in the costume, uh, kind mm-hmm. of where he's come from, where he's going. Uh, but I know you and I had talked about it. I think my favorite part was the kind of old behind the scenes footage that they shared. Yeah. There's a lot of archive footage in it mm-hmm. that you can tell super old and kind of grainy, but they're making it as a documentary, which was so cool. It was like they had that foresight back then to be like, we should record this moment or like we should yeah. get a couple of interviews in right now. I thought that was really cool. Well, I think it was a uh, what it was, uh, was like a, it was test footage that they where it was like a concept of like oh this is what he would look like in like the one with the white suit at least you know that's that's what um i think that was was like early like just test footage to be like oh here's this new character what he'll look like like what he can do on screen or whatever and i had never known that for the character um previously i knew he was introduced in the christmas special first and such i, I also didn't know the thing about the parade yes that was, i love that the was parade re- that was really cool um and then um i did like you said i like how they mentioned the people who had been in the suit i wish they had maybe covered a little more of um the person who maybe originally voiced him in empire before uh tamara morrison yeah, yeah. Uh, had uh re- redubbed him and everything um that would have been cool just to give a nod to say like hey this is part of the history of like but i know that they kind of when they do the re revisions they kind of like say oh now this is the version like that we're sticking with but i'm glad that they at least credited the person in the suit um and what he meant to the role and everything like that and i'm pretty sure if he was still alive, which it sounded like he unexpectedly passed away uh, last year in 2019, that he probably would have definitely been in the book of Boba Fett in some capacity. And oh, such. yeah. They would have honored him some way um, yeah. for that. So um, maybe, yeah, he will. I, maybe he'll get a little dedicated thing like or, Chadwick did and what if. Yeah. Or maybe if they have any sort of archive, I don't, I mean, I don't think he ever, vo- he didn't, I don't think he was the voices. I think he was just the in per- kind of like how the person, uh, David, yeah. uh, Powers, uh who was in the Vader suit, you know, I think. So I, I, so if, if they have any sort, oh well, they have. Um, they said the person was uh in 
a pilot or something in like later films or something. So maybe if they have some sort of other archive audio, maybe they'll put him in. Oh that yeah. Way he was, a, like he that. was at the, in the empire in the sequel trilogy yeah. or no, I'm sorry. No, in the prequel trilogy. Prequel, prequel, in, yeah, in some, of the mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So maybe they'll do something like that or yeah. Or even just get a mention at the end or something of like, thanks to our origin or the originator or something like, or with yeah. our thoughts or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that. That was a, that was a, another good special to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Home Sweet Home Alone, which uh, is coming. Uh, <laughs> you guys can't see it. Kevin immediately just did like a who cares, which uh, look, I get it. And I also don't care, but I also really like Rob Delaney and Ellie Kemper. And so if I'm going to watch it, it's going to be because of them. But I also will not be watching that until at least after Thanksgiving, because I just I can't get into a holiday movie right now. But yep, that's available. Uh, the world, according to Jeff Goldblum, the entire it appears the, the, it's five episodes, but I thought they said it was the entire second season that they were releasing. So maybe it is only five episodes, but all five of them are available to watch. I've not seen them yet, but I plan on eventually. I loved the first season. I thought it was great. Um, Ciao Alberto was another short that we mm-hmm. got, uh, and I absolutely loved that short. I, I know you guys uh, heard me say this earlier, but I'm a sucker for Luca. I love that movie. Uh, I've seen that movie like four times since it came out, and this was a perfect little epilogue for the story. Have you seen it, Kevin? I did. I thought it was only all right for me. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't. A, if you're looking for something amazing, and, um, it it wasn't like you're not going to get this. It's not going to hit you in the feels the same way that the movie did, but that bit at the end when he gets mad at Massimo and uh, calls him a certain something, which we won't spoil for the fans of this eight minute short that hit me. And I was like, okay, but the rest of it, yeah, honestly, the rest of it, I was really frustrated with him. Cause I was like, how can you just keep screwing everything up, dude? Like literally everything you're going out fishing in the middle of the night and can't pay attention to your lantern. Like, come on. But, uh, but it was cute. It was good. Yep. Uh, we got Enchanted on Disney Plus for uh, the first time, apparently, which uh, old movie. Amy Adams used to go to my high school. Uh, I never actually met her or knew her, but uh, she was there. So I, I, I stepped in her footsteps, I'm sure, at some point. Uh, we also got a, I believe it's a show called Intertwined. Uh, that I yes. is uh, I have not seen anything about it yet. I think but... it's a Spanish musical, I believe. Um, uh, I saw something about that that something it was like... in uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. And yeah. they were talking about it in here, so looks interesting the way that they talked about it about kind of going back and forth through time. I don't know if I'll ever watch it, but if anyone does, let me know if you like it. Um, we got. I'm looking here. I'm just looking on the thing. We got the yep. Marvel Studios. We got a we got a Marvel Studios special. We got a Pixar special. Yep, we got which we'll ma- cover in a bit. Yep, exactly. Uh, we got a making of Happier Than Ever, the love letter to Los Angeles from um, mm. Billy Eilish. Uh, we also got a new Disney Channel original movie that I'm actually very excited to dig my teeth into called Spin. That uh, <laughs> it's got the girl from uh, To All the Boys, uh, I Love You, I believe is the name of the movie, mm-hmm. The Little Sister. Uh, so again, I, I've watched a few of the most recent Disney Channel movies and they are not good. Uh, so I'm keeping my expectations low, but it's about a girl who wants to be a DJ. And so I think that's a cool premise, if only for us to get some cool music. Uh, we got a new Marvel Legends episode for Hawkeye, which was as the same for all of the other ones, just fine. I am not the person that that show is intended for, but when I watch them, I do nod my head going, my parents would really like this episode mm-hmm. sort of thing of like this, yeah. this is a perfect recap. I just, I don't need that recap, but it's good. I mean, it's, yeah, I always watch them when they come out. Um, I thought this one was fine. I thought it, it covered a good amount of stuff to just get us ready for the series. Yeah. There was a line he said in here uh, in there it was a voiceover and I think it was from age of Ultron, but I was like, 
man, he's got a lot of good lines that I forgot about. Like I'm really, I'm doing a Marvel rewatch and I haven't gotten age of Ultron yet, but I'm really looking forward. I mean, to his, it. I mean, his speech to Wanda in age of Ultron is one of the better oh, scenes yeah, of the yeah. whole series of the whole MCU. Like his, like, if you go walk out the store, you are an Avenger. Now like, that's a, Avenger. that's a great, I can't, ba- great I can't moment. babysit you. <laughs> I yeah. Love it's that, like, yeah. I can't, I, I, I gotta save the, like I do my job and but I can't be babysitting you. And like, <laughs> You gotta like, doesn't matter what you did in the past. It's like what you do now. And like, if you walk out the store, you're an adventure. Like, that's a great moment, great scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a Disney Junior show or movie called Fancy Nancy, which we'll leave that fan. <laughs> it's meant for someone. It's not meant for me. Uh, we got a new Marvel Studios assembled episode for Shang Chi. Uh, amazing, loved it. Mm-hmm. I feel. I, I think you and I talked about this. That like. It, feels like each episode is progressively better and better. Uh, And I I think that's because they're, they've got a group. It's like machine learning, right? I mean, and I guess you could argue that Marvel is a machine in that sense, but each one it's getting better and better because they're learning what we want. uh, And at the same time, what they want too. So you could tell in this one that Simu Liu was like a part of the documentary basically, because he's got so many different things where he's talking to the camera on set. And I loved that. I love that whole, um, what is it kind of you know it's like taking yourself out of the movie at the time of filming the movie Mm -hmm. it's really cool to see him act and then to see his mannerism shift back to him being him i that's like one of the things that i always want the most of i feel like because you never really get to see that of like somebody getting into character and it was really cool that was probably my favorite part of the whole thing besides you know just the impress this is i think the longest episode of all of them i think so yeah it's like an hour and 10 minutes long which is just that's mm-hmm. awesome yeah, i'm a, so grateful that they're doing these yeah it had a lot of great behind the scenes stuff and like you said it was great that uh simu Liu was uh kind of like leading us through it um not just like the talking heads like popping back and forth like he was like yeah. the one in front of the camera and such and um i thought it was interesting when they noted how the film was actually more or less filmed sequentially because most times yes, films aren't yeah. done that films mm-hmm. usually aren't do that they but when you think about it like the film more or less was in each location like like everything was they didn't jump back and forth between the like, right you have like san francisco and then macau and then talo and yeah like so like that makes sense and such and that they did it that way but um yeah, also the set was cool. the set of talo yes yeah the the big set that they built out in uh, australia on the back yes. lot that was um, uh, really impressive yeah that reminded um, me of uh, lord of the rings mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was very impressive and um because i remember when they were filming in the shutdown that they like an Australian like news site had like said, like they gotten like a helicopter shot and like they showed that village. And I just remember being like, wow, that's impressive. Like, and I didn't know what it would would be at the time. And then I kind of like forgot about it and the film came out and it was like, Oh yeah. Like I remember seeing the big hut, uh, the center uh, temple area and everything like that, you know? So um, yeah, it was, uh, I think it was definitely one of the, better uh behind the scenes that they've done um because i feel like yeah like i you had said and how we had said previously that like i feel with black widow i think when they like that may have just been more or less like normal b-roll that they were taking and they were like oh maybe we could make a documentary out of it and then when wandavision came or um, falcon winter soldier like they had more of the idea of oh disney plus is coming we can maybe like do do these things and then they learned from that and Loki's was a little bit better. What if was a little different because it was animation, uh, an animated series. And then this one, I think, was like the best one. And uh, hopefully Eternals and Hawkeye, when those come out, those will be on this level or better, I, I hope. 
Yeah. And as a, as a fan of cinema, I, I really appreciate, I feel like whenever I say these things too, that I'm like directly talking to my brother because he is so anti-Marvel and just, I mean, t- to his credit, he really likes Shang-Chi, but I, I just, I feel like, and I shouldn't feel this way, that I'm always justifying the MCU to him, to the general audience, but di- kind of, you know, indirectly to him and that like, this is actually cinema. And I, I felt that validation while watching that particular one, because not only did we get to see uh, Ben Kingsley share some bits of wisdom, mm-hmm. but you forget, you forget how big of a uh, cinema guy he is. Mm-hmm. And I loved just hearing him be so pleased with the care that Marvel was taking in crafting Talo, mm-hmm. where he was saying, he goes, you know, I, I could be on a different, another movie set and you know the things that you don't see on screen i'm not seeing either they're not mm-hmm. there but here they're putting you know jade pieces of tile in every spot on just this one village hut and the other hut is completely different and they've got weapons that are used to cut this fake dragon scale mm-hmm. and he's like and none of this stuff you get to see but as an actor i get to see that and it's that that makes the difference in my performance right. and i was just like I got chills when he said it because I was like, this is just so like, that's the sort of thing that'd be a dream as an actor. And so when you look at like, Oh, you know, Mar MCU is just, yeah, yeah. It's like, those are the little bits and pieces that, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's telling enough that they made a 512 page book about the behind the scenes and story of the MCU to say, mm-hmm. you know, here's, here's our story in terms of, you know, this is all the great thing. And you saw it with every movie they would make of like these little things that just make them different from the competition in terms of saying, what is the competition doing? Well, we're not going to do that. We're going to do something completely different or, Oh, is this how it's always been done? We're not going to do that. We're going to break the mold. And it's they don't get enough recognition for that because of the content that they're creating but i feel like if we if there was an even playing field the oscars would have been probably recognizing them a lot sooner Mm -hmm. and this is just another one where i know they're not going to get you know mentioned for it but they deserve it for like you know production design and uh, costumes and all that sort of stuff um so yeah no i I thought that was again i love that stuff obviously we here in comics and cinema we always love that sort of stuff um so we got a couple of other uh little shorts and stuff frozen fever tangled ever after paper man a lot of these though i feel like we're already on here maybe they got taken off and back on they were never on here i believe feast wasn't on here feast might have been but got feast um, mickey mouse's get a horse the ballad uh, get a horse was not and um paperman or not because i okay. remember looking for those initially because have you seen paperman before uh-huh. no uh, it that was a really good one it was on record with wreck it ralph um it's a very different animation style for disney that they've huh. done i would i mean I, if I, it was in the movie i would have seen it in theaters. it was like it was before it was like the before it or whatever and uh christoph beck did, yeah. this, uh, did this did the score Ooh, uh, for, okay. yeah and that's how i knew him originally before he was on ant-man um and uh i i love it it's a really it's a really uh it's a really good short. I really, I really like it. It's about a, a, a person. Uh, it's kind of like a, a star-crossed lovers who just like meet on a train station and have to try and get back to each other. And oh, so nice. it, okay. it's, it, there's it no, no dialogue. It's just the music. So that makes the music oh, like all that cool. much. And the the style of it is really, really cool. Um, would I would recommend uh, you and any anyone listening if you haven't seen it. Uh, it's a, it's a short. So yeah, it's like it's only six minutes, minutes long. Uh, so like, it's probably only five or four. Minutes, yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out for sure. 
Um, so now what we can do is dive into the uh, the the announcements. So this is the, the big thing we've all been waiting for. So uh, I've got the list up right here. We're going to go through it. Uh, there's some on here we probably have some thoughts and feelings about. Other ones we don't, and we will skip through or stay on as much as we need. So first up in this is the Disney announcements. And the first one on here is Cheaper by the Dozen. Uh, for anyone at Comics and Cinema, I don't know if I've mentioned this, I'm a huge Cheaper by the Dozen fan, both the first and second. Uh, Steve Martin and uh, I was going to say, it's not Holly Hunter. Not no, it's Bonnie, Hunt. it's Bonnie Hunt, I think. Bonnie is Hunt? It, Bonnie Hunt. It's a, Bonnie, there's Bonnie Hunt, Hunt is in the name. I know. I love her. I have, we just watched her in Jumanji the other night and uh, she was great in that too. But uh, I'm. this is a comment I'm going to have and I think it's going to be a frequent comment. Why did we need to do this? I, I, I Nobody asked for Cheaper by the Dozen. Uh, it stars Gabrielle Union and Zach Braff. I feel like, what is it? Do you know what she's been in Gabrielle Union? Uh, I mean, she was a judge on Agents, uh, no, on Agents, Agents of Shields. Uh, America's Got Talent a couple seasons back, and she's been in some other things. Uh, she's uh, uh, Dwayne, R- Dwayne, R- Dwayne Wade's uh, wife. Um, oh, and she was, in Br- she was in Bring It On as yeah. Isis. Okay, so she, uh, she knows Peyton Reed. Uh, no problem with Gabrielle Union. But I do have a problem with Zach Braff. He's he's in my uh, category of absolutely bland actors. Uh, I hope he proves us wrong on this. And it sounds like this will be coming to Disney Plus in March of 2022. So we'll see. Uh, did you have any thoughts on Cheaper by the Dozen? No. More of okay. just like, um, yeah. More of the okay. same. It's happening. Sure. <laughs> it's ha- a lot of these, the answer is just it's happening. And, and clearly, like I said, you know, there's, there might be a little bit of a creativity issue with Disney. And I don't want to say there isn't because there's a lot of creative things going on in Disney, but there's also a lot of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. More of let's just shove as much of this down, which is funny. They mentioned that in the Marvel book about that being one of the Hollywood things of when people like something, give them as much of it as you can until they tell you they don't want right. it anymore. And it's like, that's was, the worst strategy. To and this have. also was, um, this was a Fox property, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure this was from, uh, yeah, pretty sure. Uh, yep. So yeah, that came over. This, this is just Disney mining those, those properties. So, you know, yeah, a lot of mining going on, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> You know what? You know what they say about that in Lord of the Rings when it comes to the dwarves and their greed mining in the ground. Smog is going to be coming soon to Disney, and, and they're not going to be happy when that dragon arrives. Uh, okay, so next up is Disenchanted, which is the perfect title for how I feel about this movie because I don't care. Uh, in that same vein, and I have a feeling you have some words about this because I think you said you were a fan of Enchanted. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, uh, I think our friend uh, in front of the podcast, Jalen, is a big enchanted ah, fan. Ah, there uh, it also, is. Also, uh, friend uh, Ed is on the complete opposite end of. He he said he even walked out of this uh, enchanted when he saw it. Ah. Um. So uh, yeah, those are the <laughs> nice two idea. camps we're sitting at. Um. But I haven't seen the first enchanted in a while. Now that it's on Disney Plus, I'll check it out again. Um. And sh- sure. I mean, I know people have always. I know this has been one that has been like a long in development long and want to make happen because uh i know the majority of people uh in, did enjoy the first enchanted and i think yeah. amy adams and patrick dempsey who are in it and are both returning both were um in uh enjoyed making it and wanted a sequel and so somehow they've come up with one so i hope it's good for everybody who enjoyed the first one i hope they the second one's as good or uh about the same so um that's yeah, all we can hope for yeah 
yeah, that's, yeah. That's, and uh, it says this one will be on uh, in fall of 2022. So yeah, that's when we get Disenchanted. And uh, another cool call out for these movies, which is probably the best part, is they're coming straight to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's the cool thing about Disney Plus Day that I, I didn't catch right away, but I started catching on very quickly. Was like, oh, they're just this is all only Disney Plus stuff, right. which in a sense is cool because I would rather watch this movie on Disney Plus then spend money and time to go to a theater and find out I didn't like it versus, you know, 20 minutes in saying no thanks and backing out. But by the, by the name of the title, this, I feel like this movie has a good opportunity at, at being a really good commentary about being disenchanted with the way things are. I know a lot of that's going on in the world over the last few years, but this could be a really great way of commentating on that while also keeping that positive attitude that Amy Adams had in the first film. Uh, next up, uh, which could be a surprise because I'm much looking forward to this, is Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Uh, we got a couple of films way back in the day, maybe 10 years ago, that were live action based off the books by Greg Kinney. And uh, I think his name's Greg Kinney. But, Jeff Kinney. Or Jeff, oh, he's the writer and producer, too. Okay, cool. This is awesome. So, yeah, Jeff Kinney. Um, but these are animated. I did watch the trailer, and I laughed quite a bit. Uh, a lot of great call-outs from the book that uh, I love. I, I used to read all of the books. And so they've got the first movie is coming on December 3rd. Perfect. Just in time, a early Christmas present for me. And then the second one, Roderick rules comes in 2022. Um, any thoughts or feelings about this? Uh, not really. Uh, I knew of diary of a wimpy kid, um, the series. And I remember that they had made the live action movies, but this one was just, a oh, uh, again, another of like, for me, at least of like, why were we doing this? But I know that it was live action. So I definitely, the animation looks like the illustrations of the book. So I'm happy that it looks like it might be more faithful to the books. Yeah. My argument would be they should have just done this and, and not touched any of the live action because that was my first thought when I saw it too, is I was like, they just made live action. Like Mm -hmm. what's the deal. But when I saw the trailer, I was like, Oh, this is so much better already because it's meant to be more animated. Mm -hmm. Um, But next up, this one's probably going to have a little bit from you. I have a feeling is uh, Chippendale rescue Rangers, Mm -hmm. which is John Mulaney and Andy Sandberg in a hybrid live action CG animated feature. Uh, based on everyone's favorite chipmunks. Uh, it looks like spring of 2022 that that's going to be coming out. Uh, talk to me. What, what, what's got uh, you excited? I, I'm a huge Chippendale fan. I used to watch that show all the time when I was a yeah. kid. I mean, yeah, the Rescue Rangers and uh, DuckTales were huge growing yeah. up for me. Yeah, that theme song is great. Yeah, and John Mulaney is great. Andy Sandberg is great. So I'm very excited. Being that it's spring 2022, I'm I wish we had maybe seen what the Chippendale are going to look like, like get a, like a character design or something, or like a short clip or something. We only just got a little intro from the two of them, but um, they did show a picture of a little tiny script um, for it. And if you look closely behind it, it does have something that says, starts to say Darkwing on it. So either Darkwing Duck is going to be a part of this or they're teasing something else with Darkwing Duck, which is um, pretty interesting to know. I know that they're, trying to do a uh animate a reboot animated series because the ducktales series that was reboot just finished and darkwing was in that and they uh he got popular again and so they were maybe trying to do a spin-off of that so no clue if that's related in any way but um yeah i mean i i hope this is good in some sense because yeah the original uh, the original 90s series was uh, I love that so much so and especially the theme song you know so I hope that we get a revamp of that in 
in, in this in some form, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one and I really hope it's good and not like an Elvin and the Chipmunks type of situation. <laughs> Do you think they're going to make their voices squeaky like the Chipmunks? Oh, I feel like if they did, I feel like they kind of have make to. It, I feel you like think so? I feel like you wouldn't I, even be able to tell it's Andy Sandberg and John Mulaney. Well, well, they're they're not as squeaky as like the Alvin and the Chipmunks, but they do have like some sort of voice to them. So I feel like I feel like both of them could do a voice, with maybe some uh, effects added to it to change it to make it. But who who knows? Maybe I, like I said, I wish yeah we had gotten like what they look like, or even just like a quick clip of them speaking or something like in character. That would have been cool. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Okay. Uh, next up on here we've got is The Beatles Get Back, which looks to be a docu-series from Peter Jackson. Um, did you uh, get excited when you heard this announcement? Oh, yeah. I mean, this this has been announced for a while. Um, I, didn't watch ah. the, I didn't watch the clip for Disney Plus Day, um, but it's, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this because this is a, it's a documentary. Uh, so back in the 70s when The Beatles broke up, they made a television film or a film with this footage, this documentary footage for the final, like the final performance that they did in the final uh, album that they were recording, uh, which was originally titled Get Back. Um, And so Peter Jackson got this footage that was used for that documentary, documentary and um, made this new series of of a lot of unused footage. So it's going to be a three night event coming up around Thanksgiving in the United States and end of November. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this to, uh, to see uh, what it's going to be. So they're going to take it off after three days. No, it's just, it's just premiering in, th- in uh, three, three nights. Um, so it's a three, streaming like, like it's, it's three parts. Yeah. One is one night. Second one starts Makes the second sense. night. Third is the third night. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, next up and, and no comment from me. I'm, I don't have anything to say good or bad. I, I, I think the Beatles are great. Sometimes I think they're a little overrated, but overall I think any new footage you can get of old things like that is really mm-hmm. cool. So yeah, I mean, I'm just, people like it. Yeah. I'm just curious just to see, uh, cause I mean, I, I enjoy the Beatles. I know some of their history, like, and I, when I was reading up about this, it just sounded very interesting to see, to watch the series, to be able to see what they were how the tensions and things that they had towards the end of their careers of getting towards the breakup and everything like that. I, I think it's going to be, I hope it's uh, inform. I think it's going to be very informative and I hope it's, it gets, it's good because it looks very interesting. Paul, you need to quit looking at my wife. You need to get back. <laughs> that's uh, I hope that's the opening line. Uh, next up, we've got better Nate than never, which uh, is premier film action comedy premiering uh, in spring of 2022. I have no idea what this is about. It doesn't, do doesn't even have anything on here. But to me, it looks. It says it's based on a book, but I've also never heard of it. So this is clearly not a remake, which makes me excited. I'd, I'd be certainly curious to check this out when it comes out. Uh, we got Hocus Pocus 2, which has been, uh, again, when you're looking at, oh, what is Disney Plus Day going to show us? We've heard, we already knew this movie was coming mm-hmm. out. Uh, so now confirmed that it's going to be premiering on Disney Plus in fall of 2022. Again, a perfect home for a sequel that nobody asked for. Exactly. Uh, and I know we have some diehard Hocus Pocus fans out there. And look, I'm not going to shame any of you because there's a certain magic about that show, sisters, that it just when you think back on the movie, you're always like, it feels like fall, it feels like Halloween. Mm-hmm. I like this. 
But for me personally, whenever I watch it, I'm like, this movie is just kind of eh. Yeah. So there's, I, I there, was, there's certainly a magic around it. And I, I will not uh, badmouth that. I was, I was always more of a Halloween town person myself. Yes. Um, yes. So. <laughs> Especially but when we went to we Calabar's Revenge. Yeah. <laughs> we won't start that debate. But uh, no, yeah, I mean, yeah. sure. I mean, yeah, we got the photo, a photo of, from the set of it. And I mean, the three of them look like they're right out of the first movie. So that's amazing. So yeah um, that that's all i hope for and you can't obviously you can't blame them for it being whatever 25 years or whatever it is of you know aging and and changing shape but uh you're right i'm looking at this photo the only one is the the late what is her name of uh, kathy najimi on mm-hmm. the left mm-hmm. uh looks a little older uh but the other two do i don't know the photo's a little grainy too so i'll give them the benefit of the doubt but that's one of those things where I don't know. There's just a certain time where it's like your time has passed and we probably don't need to use you again. It's almost like the God, I'm trying to, there was somebody, I, I would say it. I don't want to get knocked off for saying Luke Skywalker, but uh, there's, there's some that would say, you know, he hit a certain age. It's like, okay, you know, there's only so much CGI I can do for you before you just look <laughs> big. Uh, next up Pinocchio, which also is premiering on Disney plus. And I don't know if it was mentioned long before, but they literally got the perfect casting for Tom Hanks to, I'm assuming, be Geppetto. I think because so, yes. he, he's been Geppetto for the last 15 years of his acting career. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, a reimagining of something that we, ne- we didn't need and ask for, but this makes sense with Disney's line of business. That was a yep. big, uh, I think that was a Bob Iger push back in the day of, of let's get all these remakes going. No, so I, think, was- I think it hit uh, more Alan uh, that's Ford, right yes uh, thank you i was gonna say i don't think it was bob um but yeah tom hanks cynthia Revo, luke evans with voices of benjamin evan ainsworth joseph gordon levitt keegan michael key uh and lorraine brack i was gonna say maybe one more three-name person but we got, we got three <laughs> na- three three-namers in there yeah. uh the triple name so nice they name it thrice so uh that's coming fall of 2022 on yeah. disney plus um i mean cool if you sure. liked Pinocchio the first time, maybe you'll like it this time too. Uh, the only hope I'll hold out for it is they always have the opportunity to tell a different story, just like they did with Cruella and sort of got to with Aladdin and then also kind of did with Mulan. So if they ch- if they change some things up, I'll be down for that. I'm always yeah. happy. And I, I think I remember long ago when this was originally like announced that this was happening, uh, I think they said that there was going to be some sort of new innovative visual effects thing to like make pinocchio pinocchio or something like the puppet or something like like 3d printed uh cgi head i don't i don't well i don't also don't remember because i remember there was a there's a geppetto project that (laughs) i don't know if it was that one or something but um i don't know it'll be interesting to see when it if this was the project that i'm remembering correctly and then what whatever it is like whatever technology they have to um like uh bring it out bring it out or whatever that might i hope i hope they do the whole god complex of like tom hanks created life in his image and pinocchio himself is a 3d printed with uh some form of synthetic skin but they do all of the motion capture the same for as luke skywalker where Mm -hmm. they get thousands of archival shots of animated pinocchio uh tom hanks and, and and splice that all together into this really weird grotesque puppet that would be i i would probably laugh really hard uh okay but before we get get too far down that rabbit hole uh next up is the ice age adventures of buck wild so if you hadn't gotten enough from ice age or its five sequels uh here comes a show uh that is premiering january 28th on disney plus 
Uh, it, it I think features... it's a movie. I think okay. it's a movie. Oh, I'm sorry. All new movie. So, yeah. okay. I saw The Adventures and assumed yeah. they were making it a series. That's, uh, yeah, but... I would have guessed that. Uh, stop me if you've heard this one before, Ice Age fans, but it seems like all of our familiar faces and a few new friends go on a prehistoric mission to save the lost world from dinosaur domination. So, again, I, I quit out on those movies after, I think, the third one. Maybe the, they dealt with something about this, but come on, the Ice Age can't last forever, right? Let's move on. Let's uh, let's learn about what happens after that. Um, did you, uh, were you, are you a big Ice Age fan? Any thoughts? I think on I've, I've seen the first one maybe, and maybe some of the sequels, but yeah. yeah, I'm not big on the Ice Age series. So look, when I was a kid, I thought that squirrel was funny, but now yes. I find yes. him very annoying. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you there's, so, he's like, uh, what was the other thing we were talking about earlier of the frustration or, oh, he's like Alberto of like, why are you doing this, dude? It's just an acorn. You'll get mm-hmm. another one. Trust me. Uh, here's one, though, that kind of interested me. I haven't seen the trailer yet, but Sneakerella uh, says uh, in the set in the avant-garde street sneaker subculture of New York City, the high energy music driven Disney plus original movie puts a gender flip tr- twist on the Cinderella fairy tale. Very interesting. Um, it goes into kind of explaining it. I won't spoil any of that. I'm surprised that they shared so much, but it looks like it's coming uh, on February 18th of 2022 straight to disney plus so um were you excited about that did you watch the trailer any anything i didn't even know that was announced so (laughs) i like see to me that's perfect because when you've got uh all all the the success of certain films the first thing i think of is like the female ghostbusters and the female oceans eight i thought the ghostbusters was saying i liked oceans eight quite a bit but uh, this seems kind of cool, kind of interesting, and especially for doing a live remake of Cinderella that you already did two other remakes for within the last, like, what, five years? The one right. with Lily uh, at... Uh, which one are you thinking? The, the... Dis- the Disney one. Oh, the Disney... Oh, oh I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't Lily know. Tom- not Lily Tomlin, not Evangeline Lily, but there's a Lily in there for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and then they just did the other one with uh, Camila, Camila Cabello. Cabello, yeah. Which I, I have not seen, that. but I see that every time I go to the movies now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the Proud Family, louder and prouder, uh, a anim- new animated series based on the Disney Channel series from way back when that starts streaming in February. Another show that nobody asked for, but also a show that nobody realized they needed because uh, I know we've got a lot of Proud Family fans on here. Uh, I am a Proud Family fan, so I'm a, I'm excited to see what they do with this because it's animated. Mm-hmm. If they'd have done like a live action or something, that would have just been too much but i'm i'm i will at least watch this to see if it's as good or if, as long as it's enjoyable that's all i care about yeah i mean i i watched uh proud family a little bit back in the day but it wasn't a series that i ever really attached myself to or enjoyed yeah. so um i don't know if i'll check this one out but uh yeah for those who did enjoy it I'm, uh i know this was i remember when it was originally announced that it got a lot of uh support behind it to say like uh glad that the proud family was coming back cool yeah, good. Uh, looks like we also got a renewal of the High School Musical series for season mm-hmm. three, so that's pretty cool. And some, I think Fro, I think Frozen. It's involved with. Uh, nice. I think they're doing Frozen. I think. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's the song. The songs that we've been hearing for the last eight years. <laughs> yeah. Over and over, and so I guess Disney has not learned to let it go. But uh, who knows? That could be great. I'm not a huge High School Musical, the musical, the series fan. But for those out there that I know are, I think I've heard some very excited response around this. So excited for all of you. Uh, that's the other thing, too, you got to remember about this. You know, there's a little something for everybody. 
uh, including fans mm-hmm. of Arthur Spiderwick uh, for the Spiderwick Chronicles, a Disney Plus live action series that uh, honestly I would be interested in because when I watched that movie when I was younger, uh, I liked it. I didn't think it was bad for any reason, but there was a lot of lore in there and a lot for them to break down that they just weren't able to do in the very short amount of time that they had. So this is all I would identify this in the same category as the His Dark Materials series that came out on HBO, where they started off by making a Golden Compass movie and then they decided, oh, let's just turn it into a TV show. And I think that will fare well, hopefully. I don't know if I'll watch this or not, but cool. Uh, they don't uh, give you anything on it. I'm assuming the answer is coming soon. That seems right. Yeah. I mean, I, I recognize the name uh, for the book series. Uh, I don't think I ever saw the movie. Uh, I don't really know much about it. So, um, yeah, yeah. So those are my thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we also are getting a Baymax uh, show, that uh, animated series, which is exciting, uh, in summer of 2022 as well. Uh, I love Big Hero 6. That was a huge win when that movie came out because Disney made a Marvel movie that was an animated movie and no one really cared. And I, mm-hmm. I loved that. Like, it was like, okay, we're just going to use this property here and call it a, you know, it wasn't a Pixar, it was just Disney Channel animation or Disney Channel, which is Disney animation. But mm-hmm. um, cool. We'll see. I, I enjoyed the show. I definitely wanted more or the, the movie and I definitely wanted more after seeing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see if this satisfies that itch or if it does feel just like more of the same. So, yeah. I, uh, I saw the trailer for this. I, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, it oh, good. Really, uh, really fun. Um, the Baymax is a great character. And uh, some of the things in the, the the visual gags and such in the trailer were uh, enjoyable. And I, I that was one of the early reveals on Disney Plus. And I, I made sure I watched that trailer and I enjoyed nice. it. And um, with this and uh, the next couple that we're going to talk about, I'm slightly interested to see what they're going to, how they're going to do it as uh, series because uh, Disney animation as well as Pixar animation haven't they they've always only ever done features so I'm just I'm interested to know what a, a quote unquote series is going to be like if it's going to be actual 22 minute episodes is it going to be seven minute epi- like like what is a series because I like animation just takes so long and for the quality that Disney puts into this like oh. I wonder if they are going to like shoot for like are they shooting for a total of 30 minutes and then they're going to break that down into five episodes you know like like how is this going to work like baymax seems like it's going to be an actual series uh the next one we're going to come come up to uh which was a zootopia plus that calls itself a short form series so like that Mm -hmm. i'm like curious as to like what that is maybe it's so, like visions where it's you know anywhere between eight and 20 minutes right but uh yeah so yeah that next one that i had mentioned zootopia plus is we're back to the world of zootopia um with um new uh it, it says new art from walt disney animation studios zootopia plus and it's a short form series coming to disney plus in 2022 so uh, I'm I'm excited for that one. The the Zootopia movie was great, so yeah, I'm curious to see what these if it's like little short, like honestly, like little two or three minute shorts or something, like whatever it is. But um, I'm excited for that to revisit that world because I thought that had a lot of potential for yes, because they made a whole like metropolis of that with the animals and such. So that was pretty cool. Yep, I agree. That was a, that was one where I would say there's more, definitely more to explore. Uh, Tiana, the other one you're speaking of, which comes out in 2023, mm-hmm. is not something I would have expected them to need more of. Uh, but at the same time, I just recently 
that might have been a year or two ago, watched Princess and the Frog for the first time. And I loved that movie so much. And I was I don't know why I hadn't seen it sooner. So maybe this will be something if it is more musical related, it may not be kind of my bag. But just from this picture, too, I have a feeling there's it's going to be good just because mm-hmm. Tiana is she I mean, the music's going to be great. The, the songs will probably be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah. And that one says it's a long form musical series. So, um, yeah, I can't I I think I've seen Princess and the Frog. I don't know if I've seen it all the way through. So, that, yeah, that's definitely one I, I, really I know I need to check out because uh, I've always heard good things about it. Um, but yeah, but that one is looks like the movie, which, if I recall, was like more 2D animated than 3D animated. Yeah. So maybe that'll help it be slightly longer in length and such but yeah but those those last three is just um, it's going to be interesting to see what constitutes an episode and a series so i'm curious for that so we'll see yeah uh well that's that's all of disney so let's move on to pixar pixar's got uh and we'll jump into a few actually there's only a few of them that they shared it looks like but mm-hmm. uh we got a for anyone interested obviously there is a little tile on disney plus that you can watch their little pixar thing we got some little hints and peaks but we did get a little bit about a another Cars thing mm. uh, called Cars on the Road that's coming to Disney Plus in 2022. Uh, this is a show based on a movie based on a movie based on an original movie called Cars by Pixar. So if you hadn't had enough Cars after three movies, this might be the one for you. And, you know, in terms of being something different. I can already tell that it's about cars, so that part's going to stay the same. And it also <laughs> sounds like it's going to be about roads, which is also something that I think is the same in all three of the other movies. So uh, we'll see. It's a cross-country trip, so hopefully they do something fun where maybe every episode is in a different state or something where it's educational. That would be great. But if it is just Larry the Cable Guy saying, get her done every time he goes mm-hmm. past a gas station in a new state, I uh, that might also be kind of funny. So yeah, we'll see. Um, the other one is Win or Lose, which is brand new. This actually looks really interesting. It is mm-hmm. a uh, first ever original long form animated series coming to Disney in 2023. So we do have mm-hmm. some time. 20 minute episodes highlighting the perspective of a different character as a middle school co-ed softball team prepares for their championship game. I love their explanation of this, specifically the one about the kid who sits in the bleachers waiting for his sibling mm-hmm. and just imagines a world. I can totally relate to that. And I'm sure my family can, cause we all, you know, we're in sports when we were younger and uh, I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah. I think, I, I think if I remember this was one, they, I think they announced this at uh, Disney investor day last year, just the basic premise of it, but mm-hmm. we got some more, uh, I think we got this logo that is in this, uh, what we're both looking at here. Um, I think we had gotten that, but I think we got in the short that's on or the little special on Disney plus, we got some more of the concept art, which looks like this logo, which, so yeah, it's, it's going to, it looks like it's a little bit of a different, uh, style than Pixar usually does. And, uh, it, it seems, uh, yeah, it looks like this looks promising. I, I hope, I hope that this turns out good. This, and I'm excited to see more like a trailer or something in motion yeah. for this and such. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I, I know uh, they did, it, it's buried in this too, but they also mentioned they're going to do uh, behind the scenes documentary documentaries for um, the Turning Red movie and the Lightyear movie. They oh, good. also mentioned so those. maybe like like assembled. Yeah, or and or like the one that they did for Frozen. I don't know if you ever watched that one. That one was really into for Frozen two. That one was really interesting because, mm. um, especially because it's animation, how they like literally like didn't have 
the whole part of in Frozen 2 where like she her heritage with the mom and everything like that like they didn't have that until like three months before the movie came out or whatever oh, wow. like it was it was like it was in it was very interesting to watch because they were like doing test screenings and they were like things just aren't working and i just remember in part of it they the documentary crew like there was after a test screening the producer and the head and the writing team they were like uh the documentary crew was going to go into the writing room writer's room they were like yeah why don't you stay out here for like this this meeting right now and they have just like a head head butting like what, what are we going to do? And I just thought that was so fascinating. So yeah, I would recommend you watch that one, but um, I'm looking forward to the same things for these two Pixar movies, just this, because it's always fascinating to me to see Pixar and the Disney animation, like how they make the movies and everything being animation and how the story like has to be figured out so soon. So then they could make the animatics and then they go to the actual animation. And then if something's not working, then it's like, all that you've done is just like scrapped all that work, you know? So it's like, yeah. it's very unlike a live action where like Marvel can make a post-credit scenes on the day of the world premiere for the Avengers, you know, like, right. and they just like do it in the back of a van. So um, yeah, very interesting. So uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and that's, that's basically Pixar. So b- before we uh, dive into Marvel, we will give the quickest of shout outs to Lucasfilm because they also gave us the, uh, wouldn't call it the quickest of shout outs, but the definitely the the host with the least mm-hmm. that uh, they announced, uh, which already kind of was announced, the series Willow. For those of you who are fans of Willow, um, Warwick Davis introduced the supporting cast. It's premiering exclusively on Disney Plus in 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got absolutely, well, okay, look, we can probably argue one way or another that we got a little bit about obi-wan kenobi series Mm -hmm. but we got nothing about the obi-wan kenobi series they they released a one minute clip that has a couple of pictures that we could have already guessed in terms of oh i mean they're they already announced that um uh, hayden christensen is coming back as darth Mm -hmm. vader uh, so we knew that already. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already knew that Ewan McGregor was excited to be doing this series, and it mm-hmm. was nice to see him be excited on camera. But uh, the only cool thing you could argue would be that there's some cool shots of uh, screen art or you know art of them fighting, mm-hmm. which again I saw. I don't remember what website it was, but said yeah. like you know their battle. You know confirmed there's footage of them fighting, and I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty uh, generous use of footage because right. we didn't see anything. Yeah, I mean uh, the. One I would say is the one of the troopers and the dark force user coming out of the ship kind of hints towards it being an inquisitor, which would be really cool to finally oh, get the, really the cool. inquisitors in the live action. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, I think I think with Obi Wan and even with Lucasfilm in general, and we'll also cover this when we start talking Marvel. But like, there was definitely more I think they could have given us uh, from the company. Like we know Andor's coming. Like could you have shown us something a little bit more of that? Uh, we know uh, Ahsoka is still happening and there's been rumors of casting. So unless they haven't solidified that to let us know, they could have a, at least told us somebody who has been cast in roles or say, Hey, here's some characters coming into the series to get us hyped up and that we're starting production in May and June when it would like, when like, cause that's probably coming. If anything, end of 2022 early 2023 but at least like like there were some things they could have said for disney plus that they could have hyped us up or uh an update on the lando series that they said for uh last year or um i can't remember anything else they announced last year for disney plus that they haven't covered but 
it definitely Lucasfilm was definitely lacking, I felt for sure, in content. They are in a very interesting position right now because they had a lot to prove. And we've talked about this on prior episodes, but they they had a lot to prove when uh Disney itself purchased Lucasfilm and mm-hmm. immediately made that sequel trilogy, which was very apparently a, a not only relevant relevancy play of, you know, hey, here's your next sequel, you know, your next trilogy. But at the same time, they, they needed to make their money back on the, the debt that they just incurred of purchasing Lucasfilm, which they basically did, which is great. Awesome. OK, so now you've established that you're making Star Wars stuff. Now you need to start giving us Star Wars things. And I'm not saying that in a, you know, gimme, gimme, gimme. I'm just saying, you know, okay, you you chose to purchase this. It's time to put out some content. And uh, besides those films and then the two offshoot films based on a movie from 1970, they're the only good thing so far in my, and I got to be careful how I say this because I've enjoyed all of them. We've had, we had our Skywalker saga, you know, episode way back when I have grown to like solo more and more each time I watch it. Mm-hmm. And I, f- I feel like I have to recite all this in case people get mad at me, but um, I-, I really enjoyed Mando. I loved Mando and uh, very excited for book of Boba Fett, mm-hmm. but you know, they didn't even mention anything about book of Boba Fett. And, and, you know, like you said, you got Ahsoka coming, you got the star Wars acolyte coming mm-hmm. um, all, too, all yeah. of these things, but on the same thing on the heels, of them pushing the one movie they announced rogue squadron uh which is again why they chose that as their movie i don't know because i guess they assume their fan base only wants to live during the original trilogy and Mm -hmm. if that's the case um i just assumed that maybe they would have shared a little more because when you when you don't give any new content for almost a year uh, and and uh, granted, there was a really good Star Wars day. We got the cool galaxy of sounds, the biomes, all of these things that I loved. Mm-hmm. But that's not new content. It's just right. repurposed content. And yeah, Star Wars Visions was incredible. Uh, and I love that. That's the, that's the sort of original stuff that I think we're looking for more mm-hmm. so than give me more Luke Skywalker and Han Solo things. And so I, I would have hoped, <clears throat> excuse me, I would have hoped they would have shared that at least, but yeah, they didn't share anything. So at this point, I would say I'm penciled in as nervous for the future of the star Wars universe, but at the same time, it's, you know, nervous about a corporation is something silly and you shouldn't really be that way. Cause we're going to get the content one way or another. It's good. It's going to come. It's just, you know, what is their purpose at this point? If they're, if they're continuously pushing things back, they're not announcing a lot what is their hope going for? Do they actually have a game plan? Because right now it only seems like Marvel does, but yeah. Well, um, and to speak to the, like the new and original stuff, like I, this doesn't really fit with the day, which people were learning throughout the day, but like they also have Kevin Feige star Wars movie could be like some new and original things. And like, that would have been great to have updates for that around now too. But like, again, that doesn't fit with the Disney plus ness of it, you know? So then you're, right. you're stuck with the, the series, but just the so series. Like, yeah. So like, but be, okay. So, but beyond that, why aren't you announcing a movie for Disney plus? That's a Star that Wars movie. That's why would like, like yeah. you're, you're missing all of these things. And I get that. That is a, there's a fair argument there that, you know, any Star Wars content that's put out in theaters people will pay for sure and so putting it straight to disney plus is a waste you know it's a waste of opportunity but at the or same like time a, or like a long form special or something like the holidays yeah. the guardians holiday special yeah i mean like star wars like christmas that. special live action that would be really cool yeah. even if it was only you know half hour but i digress so <laughs> now let's get to let's get to the main event here which uh, was marvel um 
my overall thought of this was the same way. Uh, I love the new footage we got, but it, uh, and I don't know if that was my own expectations, which was something I had an issue with, but it, it really was with the content of the video. So we talked about this at the very beginning is a, is a, what, 18 minute video. Yeah. Right. 18 minutes. Uh, there's no new content until halfway through that video, yeah. a little uh, right around halfway through. Uh, it is a recap of all of the Disney plus shows that have already come out that not, and, and it, you look at it and go, okay, then this is probably not meant for us, right. Us fans mm-hmm. who are watching it. And at the same time though, then who is it meant for? Because if it's only premiering on Disney plus, only subscribers would be able to watch it. I can assume it is only meant for those people who are just now signing up to Disney plus during that Disney plus day special week Mm -hmm. that they had and saying, Hey, here's what, here's what we have. If you don't know how to navigate our stuff and you've also been, you know, you don't follow any of our social media and haven't seen a single thing that we've posted every day about every single Marvel proper that, that we have over the last year. Um, So yeah, I didn't understand that beyond that but we got some really cool new hawkeye footage yes uh we got about was like four it felt like another four or five minutes of, of hawkeye it was footage. it was like a whole clip it was like a whole like what the they whole scene out on twitter that we usually avoid but in this instance right. i was like why the hell not i'll watch it, and it right it was it's cool. disney plus day i i gave it a, a pass as well and it made me even more excited for the show the the long cut and and straight cut of the camera spinning around in the car mm-hmm. was gorgeous we got to see the tracksuit mafia. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I well, it said moving bros, I believe, or, or something like that. Storage bros on the side yeah. of the van, which was awesome. Uh, we got all the trick arrows. I mean, for those of you that listened to the prior episode around the part two of Hawkeye, uh, we uh, Robert and I talked a lot about that, about some of the things we're expecting from the show. And they showed a lot of those things in this clip, which was great. And mm-hmm. we even got a piece with uh, Via Farmiga as well. Uh, as Kate Bishop's mother, I believe. Uh, but she kind of looked like Madame Mask. So uh, I don't know right, what right. we're going to see with that. It'll be very interesting. But yeah, no, love that footage. What did you, And you said you enjoyed it as well. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I mean, for throughout this whole day, like Hawkeye has been like an afterthought, was an afterthought for me, but it was like a good part of this special, but only because it's coming out in two weeks, you know? Like, that's right, like I didn't need it. But I didn't need I'm it, but yeah, no, it. It, was, it was really great to see, especially because I know... Um, I think some press has started to see it and some uh, reactions have uh, started to trickle out, you know, so like that's floating around the internet and whatnot. So it was like good to see more of what some people have probably, uh, because I'm presuming this is in the first episode or the first or the second episode, because those first two are dropping on the 24th. So um, yeah, I I, I enjoyed it for the same things. Like you said, I, I enjoyed the banter and the characterization of Kate and her interactions with Clint um especially the little diner scene where she's like yeah we're in this together and the check comes she's like oh can you like cover this my mom and then she's like my mom cut off my credit card so it's like you remember she's this badass uh, archer and then you remember she's only like 22 apparently or something you know like it reminds you of that and the car sequence with the the panning and the camera like that was really great and with all the trick arrows and stuff so yeah i'm I'm really i got me even more excited for the series and i can't wait to watch the first two episodes when they drop um in a couple (laughs) weeks I also, I don't know if they're calling out the issue where Hawkeye was deaf and they're doing all the sign language, 
but I love yeah. that bit in the car when he's like, she's like, no, you drive, drive. I'll shoot. And he's like, I can't hear can't you. Hear you. <laughs> I can't hear you. Just get in the car. I, yeah, I, I laughed really hard. Yeah. Uh, but then from there, <laughs> the, the, ta- the blink and you miss it moment at the last, you know, two minutes of this video yeah. was new, was actual footage for all of the things that we were looking for. So for some of us, that was all we were anticipating for this Disney plus day. And we only got two minutes of it. So if you were upset by that, I'm so sorry because I, I was a little upset too, but if you watch it enough times, it may equal out to a decent amount of time of new content because there's a lot in those scenes. So the first one is moon Knight. Uh, actually let's get this out of the mm-hmm. way right now. Every single one of these shows, we got no dates for, and I was yes. pretty annoyed. Oh, well, by I, that. I, I, the only one we got was Miss Marvel was a window of summer 2022, but everything right. else was uh, just soon. either coming soon or 2022 for like yeah. Moon Knight and She-Hulk. <clears throat> we know those are 2022, but like we right. don't know when. And so if we didn't get the months, does that mean it's after Miss Marvel, which is like, orig- I mean, so originally Miss Marvel was said to come out late 2021. So we were assuming it was either already would have come out or in this winter window now, then it got, they said Hawkeye was the next series. And it's like, okay, so we'll get the late. So we're thinking early 22, 2022, like January, February. Then right before Disney Plus Day, they had an investor call and somebody on there was like, oh yeah, it's going to be in quarter four of 2022. So that for Disney, so that put it between July and September. And then now Disney Plus Day said summer 2022. So that's probably, that narrows it slightly more to probably July or August of 2022. So that's a whole, like almost a year delay for Miss Marvel. And that was supposed to be the next one up. So does that mean Moon Knight and She-Hulk, which are also supposed to come out in 2022, are also bumped behind it, which I don't think so. Cause it's like, even though Miss Marvel moved um, which I think you you would mention, like maybe it's to get closer to the Marvels. Yeah, I think that that's the only sense. reason. I also thought there could be some sort of production delay out of all of it with visual effects or whatever. But like, just because Miss Marvel moved doesn't mean Moon Knight or She Hulk magically like ramped up their schedule. Maybe they did somehow. So like, we still might have a like the next them coming out in 2022 might not be till March, April, May. Who knows? You know. But yeah, it was slightly frustrating that we didn't get narrower windows for a lot of these things but yeah some of us have podcasts to plan <laughs> and i don't know how my my year is gonna look next year marvel i, I might be booked when yeah. uh when moon knight could no i'm kidding i will i will move my schedule i love moon knight um and so yeah again coming soon uh the clip clip that we got was amazing we got a little bit of jake lockley in the very beginning there with the uh his, I guess that's, you know, him doing his Oscar Isaac doing a fantastic accent Mm -hmm. uh, sounded almost a little Joker-ish. But I I liked that. I liked that we got to see his suit, but we didn't really get to see his suit, which is Mm -hmm. to me, that's the perfect kind of trailer, right? We don't want to have too much given away, but the scenes that we got that very violent bathroom brawl, Mm -hmm. uh, perfect comic shot and shout out to Sarah at the nerd Emporium for calling Mm -hmm. that out. That was in Jeff Lemire's run of him jumping Jumping. with the moon in the background. Just gorgeous. And then we get a couple of cuts towards the end too. another little close look of the suit that looks like some wraps which Mm -hmm. is pretty cool. That's what he's used sometimes. And then him kind of looking like he came out of a psychosis at some point, uh, which just all all of it looked really interesting. I'm I'm very excited for that series. I thought it did a good job of quickly showing the character having the dissociative identity disorder that he does. So um, if you, I mean, you might not get that from just watching, but if you see that it was announced and read the 
press blurb of it like you and you learn that you're like oh we saw that in the trailer you know and then yeah you saw that him in the 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 bathroom looked straight out of a netflix daredevil show but like within the regulations to make it not hard r or whatever like netflix did you know like which is amazing to look like oh it looks like they're gonna push it to go in that area and then yeah that shot of uh him jumping over the buildings with the moon uh it looks like uh budapest where they filmed you know it looks like a building from there which is pretty cool so uh that was cool yeah and then at the end like seeing him like come out of the or there's i think a clip too of him running with something which might be the origin of him stealing it i don't know if he steals anything from the tomb or whatever to get his powers or something but it looked egyptian-y in that sense um but yeah a lot a lot of good stuff from this one i i was glad we got it and it was very again got me hyped for it and upset that we don't know exactly when in 2022 it's uh trying to shoot yeah um and and uh, if i'm remembering right the moon knight origin is he was a mercy he was either a mercenary or was in war at the time in egypt and uh he was like near death basically he got like got shot it. up a bunch of times and he basically was dying at the foot of the conchu statue and was basically like if you save my life i'll serve you and gotcha. the guy gave him his stuff but they may switch it and and that's a cool sure. way too of hey you stole something and now you know you have to serve me uh but yeah so next one we saw was uh, also some quick clips of tatiana maslani as she hulk in the next new series coming soon uh we get to see her doing some yoga practicing her calming techniques we also get a really great shot of um i was gonna say i was gonna say edward norton but mark ruffalo as the hulk uh, which looks to be from uh, I, I heard someone saying that he's not injured in the shot, right? Which means to me that that shot takes place pre snap or pre mm-hmm. second snap, his snap, right? Uh, which would be cool that you know She Hulk was kind of busting around maybe or was learning about herself towards the mm-hmm. end there, and you could easily say that was you know a week or two before Endgame, as opposed to you know why wasn't she not in the fight? Because right. again, you know, th- th- yeah. if people needed that explanation, but or it could that. be C- or it could be CGI trickery trickery where they exactly like they make him look fine and then he's actually going to be in the swing or whatever Mm -hmm. or that scene's not even in the in the show that too Um, (laughs) but but we also get a really gorgeous shot of her costume it looks to be kind of like i think it's the dan slot costume i I know the i think jen bartell just did a cover for the new series and it looks Mm -hmm. identical to that one as well it looked great and I'm trying to think if there was even anything else. I mean, just some of her, you know, walking around as a lawyer. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We got the great, like, 1970s clip of, yeah. was it? It looked like her and Mark Ruffalo mm-hmm. as her saying, you know, wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And I don't even want to bother trying to guess what that is because it's so quirky and out there that, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out when we get there. But I thought that was cool. Great little clips. Definitely made me excited for the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for She-Hulk. We also got, um, they also updated the logo for She-Hulk uh-huh. um, to make it more, I, I think, on the Phase Zero pos- podcast you were mentioning, they mentioned it looks more like la law like uh yeah mm-hmm. a procedural uh dra- lawyer drama which is what the show's i think going for a little bit um but yeah that um shot of her behind as she hulk with the costume looked fan looked like it was like straight out of the comic page yeah, you know from so behind um, but i also thought the cgi looked amazing that it looked like she was her skin like her skin was painted like you know because like she just looked right. more athletic Human. Uh, human and athletic just larger um, and slightly larger which um you know because like mark ruffalo hulk you know like he's just more he has more gets more mass to him obviously so it it doesn't really translate as him being another human and whatnot you know and and, i mean obviously both of them i think are going to be fully cgi um but it the way 
Tatiana's looks, I mean, we'll have to see what her face looks like, but like the, the her, her arms and her legs and the muscles, it looked like she was just like a, like a, uh, an athlete that was just painted green, you know, like yeah. they, how they did, um, or kind of like with, um, Oh, what's his, uh, Lou Ferrigno when he was in the old series, like, oh, like just painted like that, you know, kind of like that something or other. And so I thought that looked, uh, that maybe encouraged that that was a direction they were going. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for this series and what, what they're going to do and show. And, um, yeah, I, I can't wait, uh, can't wait to, to see this one. And, and yeah, it was devouring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. And then they showed finally, I mean, well, we, we kind of got some footage of Miss Marvel in a, I don't remember what video it was that they shared. It was, the, it was the first look. It was during last year. It was because the they, right? they had just started filming. It was the first look sizzle reel. Yeah. It was very cool. But this, this made things a little more interesting for me because it looks like they are changing her power set. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how to feel about it, except that I'm going to accept whatever it is because I love uh, Kamala Khan and she, uh, she see Amon Valani looks, seems perfect for the role. Uh, I love that scene at the end when she's dancing. I, I, I love Bollywood dances and mm-hmm. um, there was uh, so if you catch it and I'm sure you did, but there's that scene where she's right about to jump off the building Spider-Man style and then the next shot is like of people, but you got the giant skyscraper and up in the reflection of the mm-hmm. skyscraper, you can see her jumping on uh, platforms that she apparently looks like she's creating these platforms. Mm-hmm. But I know that's not exactly what her power is, right? There's probably a lot more to it, but that is not her power from the comics. No. She basically has the same powers as Mr. Fantastic, except more so i think she's got some like she has healing powers as well and she can go well you know she can do anything with her entire body so like mr fantastic never gets tiny she can shrink herself down Mm -hmm. or make herself incredibly big whereas mr fantastic can just stretch itself Mm -hmm. so it's a little different but i'm very curious to see how they pull that off because clearly they i know they're probably distancing themselves from the inhuman origin but right. I can only think that they're distancing themselves from Mr. Fantastic's power as well, because they're going to have to quote unquote, introduce Mr. Fantastic eventually when the Fantastic Four movie comes out. Right. So if that, if those are the only reasons I'm fine with it, but if it's Marvel, I would bet there's probably a third reason. And it's probably, you know, a, a story driven reason mm-hmm. of like, w- which I'm totally cool with because again, there, there's a certain charm to watching the, this Marvel content and not knowing a little bit about it. And especially with this, like, I, then I can love Miss Marvel in the comics for who she is and have a brand new Miss Marvel on screen. So totally fine with that. Um, there really wasn't anything else that kind of stuck out in the trailer besides they really laid into the whole, she is a Captain Marvel fan. She's, a, she's very young. And um, that, mm-hmm. that was about it though. Was there anything you caught? No, I mean, yeah, most of what you said, yeah, that like, I think, you can translate Kamala from the comics to the MCU by keeping her personality and some other attributes and the power set doesn't necessarily have to be the, the yeah, exact she, thing she to is make not the, her powers. Right. Exactly. So um, yeah. And that had been uh, kind of like a, a little rumor going around the internet beforehand uh, before Disney plus day that there was rumblings that the power set had been changed um, to be kind of more green lantern constructy esque than the uh and beginning that she does yeah um, in the comics so and um so yeah it's gonna be i know kamala tangentially 
through the comics. Like I've never really like sat down to read any of her runs or anything. So I'm kind of going into this fresh of like learning who okay. more of who she is and everything. So, uh, but yeah, so I'll be curious to see what they do with the power set. And I'm sure, like you said, there will be a good reason. Oh, they'll make it fit for the MCU and they'll make it fit for this version of the character. And um, I think one of, and I'm sure people will be asking the creatives this, or they'll just in the, press releases that they do ahead of time they'll get ahead of it and say yeah her powers are different for this reason because x y and z and I'm, yeah i'm pretty sure that somebody will if they get somebody to talk on it they'll say again yeah like maybe they were feeling oh it's too close to mr fantastic and they didn't want like that they wanted to save that for mr fantastic since he's like the more the original character to have such powers you know so um yeah, yeah i mean of the footage this one looked okay to me um i felt it was slightly harder to get more excited for it for me personally i felt more um excited by um me too uh moon knight and she hulk um and even uh which we'll get to right after this there was a even a the briefest of teases for secret invasion um with uh, a nick fury without his eye patch and that was weird and a beard too yeah so that was like more even though that was one little clip like i was excited for that um than more so than Miss Marvel, but um, that, you know yeah. why though? It's because we got the sizzle reel already. Yeah, like so I've we already seen Miss Marvel footage. We know, and and they'd already talked her up of like here's some footage and photos mm-hmm. of Amon and cool. I, I she's gonna be great, but yeah, it was like there was no real surprise to it besides that one shot, right? Yeah, and so yeah, so then they they announced a bunch of other titles that we will dive into, but I do want to point out as well for anyone who is uh, you know currently questioning Marvel's uh, diversity at this point that uh, we now have a co-female led Hawkeye series, uh, we have uh, female led She Hulk, Miss mm-hmm. Marvel, Echo, Ironheart, Agatha. So we've got five more female-led series coming out, which is amazing. I mean, there's only one male-led series, which is Moon Knight. Right. Uh, and then, you know, the other ones are TBD. I would assume Secret Evasion is also going to be female-led for the most part because... Well, no, yeah. that's, a, that's a Nick Fury, Ben well, Mendelsohn. Yeah, um, okay. So maybe it'll be half and half because you've got Amelia Clark and mm-hmm. um, uh, the, the Queen. Olivia Coleman. Olivia yeah, Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Um, yes, the Queen. Uh, yes, so the and first, uh, I mean, oh, I was just going to say, because Secret Invasion was in the, the special, if we touch on that, the, yeah, they did a, yeah, uh, sure. show, yeah. a new, uh, they did a new logo that made it more uh, scrolly looking, um, which was pretty cool, looked like the scrolls. But yes. um, again, this was an instance where I felt, okay, yeah, we they started filming A, but they've also had the trades report on the various actors who are in it. So like, Correct. like, why couldn't in this instance, even if they didn't give us characters, they could have like officially said, oh yeah, Olivia Coleman is in this. Amelia yeah. Clark is in They don't in, even you know, like, say it in the little thing. Or something. Yeah. I mean, they could have, and um, they couldn't, uh, they could like, so that's one of the shortcomings that I had with like some of these announcements that was like, you could have done something like that. And that would have been pretty, pretty cool. Like you didn't have to give us the characters, but you could have said, oh yeah, like these actors are, are like, it's Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury, Ben Mendelsohn as the scroll Talos, along with Olivia Coleman, Amelia Clark, and yeah. one. There's like two or three others that were like reported. Uh, I think Christopher McDonald's in it. You know, like um, from the guy from Happy Gilmore or Happy Madison, which or the golf one, whichever, uh, whichever is Scooter, Scooter, yeah, Scooter, uh, whatever his name is. But um, yeah, so like they could have done something like that, and like that that would have been great, you know, like to hang have on, those. Hang on, things. hang on, we're we're doing a comics and cinema pause. Did you say Scooter? Isn't that his name? Are you ta- like, who are you talking about? Christopher McDonald's. About- 
Are you uh, talking about the guy from Mandalorian or uh, Carl Weathers? Or are you talking about Shooter McGavin? No, no, no. Christopher... Is it Shooter, Shooter McGavin? Shooter I said Scooter. I, I, I like said, Scooter McGavin, though. That's, Scooter. that's Shooter's younger brother. He specializes <laughs> in selling both Razor scooters and Rascals. So if you have any questions, find Scooter McGavin. And, and now back I, to our regular program. I, I, was, I was a letter off. I was a letter no, off. No, you're fine. You're, you're fine. You're fine. Um, yeah, so no, I, I'm very excited for Secret Invasion. Has been, it was one of my favorite comic series when it came out. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, I'm, I was looking through here to see if they had there. There wasn't anything else that they showed anything new footage on, but we're no. gonna we're gonna do a lightning round. We'll we'll bust through these uh, in our initial thoughts. First one they announced was Echo, which is uh-huh. the spinoff series, I guess, coming out of Hawkeye. Yep. Uh, Echo's getting a more prominent role in comics recently. She got imbued with the power of the Phoenix, uh-huh. uh, and now has her own uh, five issue mini series. That's pretty exciting. I haven't. I'm reading it Marvel Unlimited, so it hasn't come out yet. But I'm very excited. Alakwa Cox is Maya Lopez. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a deaf hero as well. So for everyone who is a fan of Makari, uh, I have a feeling this is going to be very similar to that, which is awesome. And Native American. And Native uh, American. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, and, yeah the, and the one thing uh, with, with this, uh, super excited that A, they officially announced this because uh, Variety had this report back in March that this was happening. Um, they did not note in this one who was the head writer of this, which was uh, curious because uh, I think yesterday I saw uh, somebody on uh, Twitter um, I'm going to pull up uh, the tweet quickly um, of who it, uh, uh, somebody who's worked on Better Call Saul um, oh, has yeah. uh, where what? Oh, yeah. Um, Marion uh, Dayer, Dyer, D-A-Y-R-E. Um, she put on Twitter that she could now officially say that she's been working um, for months on Echo as and she said, quote, lead writer. Um, but back in um, March with Variety's report, it was a. Uh, uh, Eaton Cohen, E-T-A-N uh, Cohen and Emily oh, yeah. Cohen were the head writers. So I'm just curious if something happened that they aren't doing it anymore or if like this uh, Marion, if she's not head writer, but like took more of an active role on this. I don't know. I was just curious that they didn't announce who the writing or writers were for this after it had been reported. So just yeah. curious on that. Cause it's the same thing. I think, you know, and as you were mentioning this a little earlier too, I, uh, with everything that's going on with Spider-Man right now, uh, all the damn leaks and this new fan event. Like, I think Marvel's yeah. punishing us. And I also think that we deserve it because yeah. I think they were like, they probably said that too. Like, Kevin, you know, we can probably throw a couple dates on here, you know, and, and Kevin, we announced these people come and he's like, no, yeah. no, <laughs> they know that we announced them months ago. We don't need yeah. to say it again because they, they're pissing me off right now. And, and honestly, Kevin, I'm so sorry. Not, not, not you, Kevin, Kevin. Uh, yeah, Kevin. Uh, it's always tough talking to Kevin when Kevin's on here, but uh, Mr. Feige. yes, Mr. Feige, I apologize. Yeah. So I get it. Trust me, but trust me with this too, Kevin, that Mr. Feige, that uh, we don't talk about leaks on this, on comics and cinema. So uh, consider us in your graces as you think about maybe releasing some, some things. You've got my email, send me uh, send me footage. I'll share it. But uh, yes, Echo. Also, I will point out when you look at the logo. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, did you notice that that it's uh, it's the planes? It's a sunset oh, on I the did. planes. I did not notice that. So Ooh. you know whether that's Montana or I. To me, that instantly brings me back to Yellowstone and the show Yellowstone. And so, if it's mm-hmm. anything like that or has got that you know very Native American, I'm absolutely in for it. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, next up, Ironheart. We get a new logo for Ironheart, logo. including a silver heart made of, I'm assuming, iron. Uh, okay, cool. 
Um, no, that's about it. That. They, yeah, that's they about it. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't really give much more beyond that. Again, they, there is a writer. I don't remember if Marvel officially announced who the head writer was, but they didn't put it in this press release. So, no. Nope. I mean, that was um, that was that's about it. But yep. um, uh, interesting. Oh, oh, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, interesting that with Ironheart that they they didn't uh, reannounce Armor Wars. That was interesting that they did not reannounce Armor Wars. They announced it in the video. They, they did. They show a title for Armor oh, okay. Wars, for- but that's it. They don't show okay. anything else. Gotcha. Uh, it I does, uh, and I was just gonna say for anyone who who is listening and isn't as familiar, uh, it's a series starring Dominic Thorne as Riri Williams who is a genius inventor who creates the most advanced suit of armor since Iron Man. Uh, Next one we got is Agatha House of Harkness. We had heard that uh, Catherine Hahn was going to be getting a spinoff series. Mm -hmm. This is the name of it. And Jack Schaefer returns as executive producer and head writer, which is incredibly exciting. Uh, I love the name. I love the title. Uh, I have no idea what it's about. I know the closest thing would be House of M, but knowing them, they're not going to go with that because we already thought that from the original one. So I almost wonder if they named it that just to screw with us, which again, we deserve it for the amount of uh, speculating Mephisto. we all do, yeah. the amount of Mephisto in this uh, world. Yeah. But I mean, very if, excited. If if this series wasn't going to be titled Agatha all along, Agatha House of Harkness, Harkness is a very very close second because that's a really great name i I really like that Um, i'm glad they this was one of the things that they that had been rumored uh or reported on that was uh made official um because one of the ones that uh, we i'll diverge quickly uh that we didn't get was uh there was supposed to be a uh halloween special coming out about wolfman by night and i was very shocked that was not confirmed in some capacity during Disney. That just felt like it was being set up perfectly to be, oh, here the reports are coming out. It should be starting to film in January, I think. For are they thinking to put it out in the next year? I think for next, yeah, next Halloween. I think so. That's uh, uh, that's why I just that. I was like, this was like a perfect opportunity. To, I mean, it could just be something we're thinking back to 2014 when. Um, they didn't when they did the whole event and they said Doctor Strange was coming, but they didn't announce Benedict Cumberbatch. It was because they hadn't worked out the casting. Like maybe, uh, even though we have a reported, uh, it's supposed to be there are two Wolfmen by Night, I believe. Werewolf by Night or Werewolf, excuse me, yeah, Werewolf by Night, and um, in the comics, and I think one person has been cast, which people are thinking will be one role, but maybe it's going to be about both. And if they haven't gotten the second one, maybe they don't want to make an official announcement about it. So I could see that then but i yeah they could have at least given us a name or said a head writer or something like that but uh yeah so that was one of the reported things that wasn't in this that was a slightly disappointment but you know again we got all some new ones that we had no idea about so yeah that was pretty cool and we still have a few new ones to talk about as well Mm -hmm. but they did confirm they reconfirmed the guardians of the galaxy holiday special Mm -hmm. Uh, they reconfirmed Loki season two. Mm-hmm. They reconfirmed I am Groot, which mm-hmm. uh, is a bunch of original shorts. Um, again, that one's a take it or leave it. I've I've made no I'm secret. Interested. Baby Groot's like one of my least favorite MCU characters. I will certainly watch it, especially if they're shorts. I mean, it's like, how can you not if they're five yeah. minutes long? But yeah. not, not, you know, not excited about it by any means. Uh, but they then released uh, a big announcement that, uh, at least for, for me and hopefully for you too, Kevin, of uh, mm-hmm. what if season two is coming, which I cannot wait. That's going to be so cool. We're going to get to, it says, uh, the Watcher returns to meet new heroes 
and explore more strange new worlds. So I'm sure we're going to get, I know we're going to get the Gamora episode. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be episode one, they said, but the rest of it is, is up for whatever. Besides, obviously, I think Captain Carter is going to play a heavy role in it as mm-hmm. well, which is great. I'm super excited for that one. We yep. got uh, um, X Men '97 as well. Or did you anything you wanted to say about? Oh, what if? I was just gonna say it was yeah good to officially know what if season two because like yeah. the creatives have more or less have been saying oh we're getting season two they just haven't officially made it but it was also good to know that Brian Andrews and AC Bradley are both back as director and um uh, head writer you know yeah. even though that was assumed it's good to know that both of them were are back in those capacities same team perfect yeah uh, but we got a really wide these next two are incredible or actually three are all incredible announcements i think this is a very smart way to go with the universe we've got three new animated series that are going to be coming to disney plus the first one is x-men 97 so for those of you who are fans of the old 90s x-men series uh, this is going to explore new uh, stories in that timeline, which is something the comics have done twice now. They've had uh, X-Men series based off of that show. And it says Bo DeMeo is executive producer and head writer. I don't know who that is besides I'm assuming that's the guy who did the original series. Uh, it is not the guy who did the original series. No. It's actually the guy who's the head writer for Moon Knight. Or no, no, or, or not head writer. He is a writer on Moon Knight. Um, oh, he's okay, not cool. the head writer. Um, but uh, yeah, this was this one there had been rumblings like last year, 2019, that the original creatives were talking with Disney about this, but the fact that Marvel studios is heading this and not like the team, the animation team that does like uh, the uh, Disney, Disney XD, XD like, an, uh, like Spider-Man animation stuff. is like, is insane. Um, it does say in the, as you mentioned that it's stories in the nineties timeline. So I think on the onset, it's going to be a continuation. It's not going to be MCU, but maybe at some point with what if like we're going to pop into this universe you know like i think that could be a possibility but i think on the onset it's like not going to be mcu so from that perspective this is would be the first property from marvel studios that's not mcu based which is pretty cool and by mcu based you yeah this was crazy and uh, yeah right yes yeah yeah well i mean yeah so like even though what if is alternate stories like it's existing within the multiverse of the mcu like we we would we don't know technically that the 90s x-men is in a timeline somewhere you know i think this is i think this is their retcon of that i think this is them saying that the 90s x-men series is in the mcu uh, in a different multiverse yeah uh, and then maybe that this is how they pull the x-men into the uh thing because if they're honestly if marvel is trying to choose an x-men timeline to pull into the main storyline this is probably the best one for them to pull from unless they wanted to pull from x-men evolution because the movies right. are just, you know, too fraught with continuity issues. The only mm-hmm. thing I would say against it is you have like five seasons of the show behind you. So are you going to make a live action version of things we've already seen? I don't know, but I'm excited. I mean, the logo itself says Marvel Studios. That's right. all you really need to know is that it's going to be in good hands. Uh, and that's really exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, I'm very excited by this. I did. Uh, I was about to say that on, on Marvel.com, they had an interview with uh, Brad Winterbaum from the studio and I think some, uh, somebody else who's an animation head and they were talking about it and they did say the original executive producers or creators are on as consultants, which is I'm glad that nice. they're hopefully involved in some capacity and as consulting, it's 
not just more honorary, but like they actually are having some say in some things because that's uh, great to have them back involved because uh, the 90s series was so beloved by so many people. And that's, yeah, I think what they said in this Marvel interview that like the series was inspired so much of the creators making the MCU just to look at that series of like what, what was something that was good that worked to do like a sprawling universe and stories and such, you know, so uh, th this was a, a very wild, uh, very wild announcement. And I'm very excited. Uh, like you said, if, if it somehow is leading towards the proper X-Men introduction into Marvel studio, uh, the MCU proper and the live action that, that that'll be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one on here is Marvel Zombies, another animated one with a title that is identical to the title design on the comics. Uh, not much more you need to know about that other than it is directed and by executive producer Brian Andrews, who I believe is part of the What If uh, scene. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll, I think there's a writer. I think there's zombies. a writer. There's a writer too. I can. Uh, it wasn't in this version, but uh, it was. Uh, I can oh, yeah, pull it you up. Um, I see. Uh, yeah, uh, very. Uh, this was one of the better what what if it or more enjoyable what if episodes. So I'm glad that, uh, uh, Zeb Wells. Is oh the no way! Writer. Yeah, Zeb Wells is a uh, oh good for him. He's a he's writing. a comic writer and he's a yeah. really good comic writer as well. Yeah. He's currently um, doing Hellions for mm -hmm. uh, and a couple of other things. I think he might be doing Conan as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, very uh, very excited that this is a uh, one of the what if uh, episodes to spin off. Um, it does say that it's going to reimagine the Marvel universe as a quote new generation of heroes battle against the ever spreading zombie scourge. So I wonder if. This will just be another zombie universe or we'll go farther back in the zombie universe so we have more of the heroes battling them or something or it'll be more of a direct adaptation of the comics than what the what yeah. if episode was so uh curious to see the exact relationship and nature of that but uh yeah this was uh out, out of nowhere uh uh knowing that there was going to be a, a more or less a what if what if spinoff um but i'm glad that this was one of them. I do wish it w uh, maybe Captain Carter would have had one, but I'm hoping she's going straight into live action. So that's where we'll we'll see her uh, and get those stories. But zombies, I think is you kind of need to do that in animation because I, I don't think doing that in like unless you get yeah. like unless you get like Cap Zombie in a quick cameo in like some live action as like one or, or more kind of like the dream sequence in Far From Home where. Tony was a zombie, like something like that. I think that's how you get a, a zombie, Marvel zombie in the live action Marvel Cinematic Universe. But uh, otherwise, I think the animation is the route to go for this property. It's like the way to do it, I think. Yeah. Um, the last one on here is almost saving the most interesting for last is Spider-Man Freshman Year, which is an animated series that follows Peter Parker on his way to becoming Spider-Man in the MCU. Uh, with a journey unlike we've ever seen and a style that celebrates the character's early comic book roots. Uh, executive producer Jeff Trammell serves as the head writer on this. Uh, very, very excited. They did a little peel away and show mm -hmm. Puny Parker there at that point. Um, <clears throat> I just, there's, there's so many things to be excited for, for this. We're going to get, um, it sounds like very Ditko-esque uh, animation uh, focusing hopefully on some of those early stories and and uh, very excited for that too. It's funny. I've heard a lot of people saying, oh no, we're going to, you know, now we have to see uncle Ben die again. And I was like, where in this announcement did they say that? Because they didn't. And not only that, it says a journey unlike we've ever seen. So mm -hmm. I would say don't get hung up on that because Marvel knows that uncle Ben has died twice 
And if they have to show him dying again or whatever the case may be, it's going to be in a creative new way. Yeah. Uh, and if they don't, they're probably going to catch hell for it and they know that. So they're probably mm-hmm. going to avoid that. So don't worry. Don't stress. Uh, not only that, even if they do, it's been a long time since we've seen Uncle Ben die. And I, I could use a little bit of an emotional catharsis, especially knowing where Peter is right now, because we keep hearing him talk about it, but mm-hmm. we never hear what happened. And I, again, I wouldn't put it past him to have a completely different way that he dies, that he messes something up in some way or form for his responsibility. That's completely different from, you know, being in a boxing match or a wrestling ring or yep. whatever that ends up being. Yeah. I, um, I was again, very shocked by this, this announcement, um, a, because I immediately was like, this is how Marvel Studios gets around Sony having the rights because yes. uh, because uh, Sony, as far as I've heard and seen on the internet, um, only has the rights in what is considered uh, long form um, media. So things longer than 45 minutes. So be it animation or uh, live action. So that's why the What If episode uh, that he was in were, were under 45 minutes and this series most likely and this like Disney plus shows or not Disney plus the Disney XD and whatnot. Those series are all like 20, 25 minutes. Um, so that's how Marvel can get around it. What is interesting though, is that it's the Sony Marvel studios MCU version. So how being that version, if there were extra legal hurdles there, but uh, hopefully Tom Holland will be back to voice the character. That would be like really great. Um, if not, if we get the person who did, and what if that i think that would be passable i thought that guy did a a good a good job for that um but uh yeah speaking to the uncle ben thing i'm I'm trying to remember i i'm pretty sure in civil war when tony's in peter's um uh apartment uh when he first meets him and he sees the youtube video of the early uh hoodie spider-man and stuff like uh, i'm pretty sure peter says that like when you do that, when you have the things that I can do and you like, don't use them, bad things happen, like implying uncle Ben, but that didn't necessarily mean he had died the year, uh, or that like a couple months prior or whatever. Cause, um, in homecoming, he's a sophomore. And so they're doing the homecoming dance in the fall. So right. when civil war is, he's more or less end of freshman year. So this, um, I'm assuming is going to take place from the fall, like maybe that summer, to the fall semester to right before he gets picked up for um, uh, civil war, his civil war appearance. So that doesn't necessarily mean that uncle Ben has died in that time frame. Like he could have had gotten bitten in middle school in like eighth grade or maybe, or maybe did he get bitten in high school? Is that technically when he, yeah, he was 15, he was 15. Okay. So then, yeah. So then maybe it is at the beginning of freshman year then. So yeah, I'm just talking here uh, incorrectly as <laughs> I've been going on, but uh, <laughs> no, no, uh, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, but maybe it'll change it. Maybe it, maybe yeah. it was over summer, summer break or something. And then going into freshman years when he's got the stuff and he's figuring it out and whatnot, but yeah, uh, very interested by the uh, peel away in the video of that art style that looks very Steve Ditko from the original sixties run and whatnot. Um, but uh, in any event, I hope with the series that, it is, it does feel like the MCU and we have like appearances from Ned and uh, Flash and like if any of those actors can come back and voice things, you know, just so that it feels like, and or Aunt May with Marissa Tomei, like, you know, mm-hmm. like it feels like those characters just animated, you know, and I feel like this is a good way if Marvel is now has been progressing Spider-Man's story and they want to go into a an older Peter Parker soon or whatever it's going to happen in no way home. If 
he's leaving the MCU for a time. He's being split between MCU and Sony's universe or whatever. Like this is a good way to do another in just within the MCU story, but not doing a prequel movie or whatever, you know, and such. So I think that this was, this was a, one of the more surprising reveals of the day, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And very excited for the future, honestly, just of Marvel. I mean, again, I get that we didn't get as much as we wanted, but I think the things we got are very good indications of the things we will get coming up into the future in terms of them being very, uh, very brave with their, uh, their animated storytelling strategy. Uh, but also of some of these other, I mean, they're, they're confident enough to have an echo series and we haven't even seen the echo character. So right. I just, and I, it's funny, I'd, I'd shared this uh, earlier today too, about the, uh, and we'll, we'll kind of talk about this just as our wrap up of um, Eternals uh, scored 27 million on its second weekend uh, becoming number one. It beat out Clifford, the dumb red dog. <laughs> and uh, you know, I was bummed because I was like, man, I wish it would have been a different movie that had come out because I would have loved to have seen it stack up against anything else. But at the same time, you're, you're battling kids, right. Of like the kids mm-hmm. going to see Clifford. So I, I think there's a lot of promise there. And I know people have been beating Marvel the last week or two around the Eternals for no reason at all, besides really wanting to capitalize on the fact that there's a divisive Marvel movie that, which we haven't gotten in a really long time. And so their new thing to bash them on is the, the low box office for the Eternals. Mm-hmm. And I, I get that it's, you know, it still hasn't reached incredible Hulk levels at this point, but I was saying when, when we were talking that uh, it's just an exciting time to be a Marvel fan, because for anyone who wasn't there at the inception of the MCU back when Iron Man and Hulk came mm-hmm. out, you're here now in that sense where the pandemic has reset all box office expectations. And so now we are getting to experience a brand new MCU, arguably the MCU that we all wanted, right? More diverse, a ton more content, not one movie a year, but we're getting the same box office at that point. So it's like, we got reset. So now the question is, well, what's the, what's the next, you know, half a million dollar movie. What's the next billion dollar Marvel movie. And Mm -hmm. and they're really pushing full steam ahead with everything, which is showing an insane amount of confidence on their end to say, yeah, we get it. It's the pandemic. We're not going to make as much money, but we have a lot of money and we're going to just keep making all of this. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. And we're in a really good time right now to be a Marvel fan. We're in the fresh new phase. I mean, we got, we got Shang-Chi and now now Eternals, but everything we're seeing uh, series-wise is like all brand new content. Obviously, the movies are based on characters that we already know, but there's just so much good new Marvel content coming, and this was a really great preview of a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's a, a great sentiment, and I agree with all of that. Yeah, and I mean, uh, yeah, Disney Plus Day, I think as a whole, just to kind of wrap up, um, I think if you would gone into the day expecting things beyond Disney plus series, then obviously you were disappointed because that yeah. what that didn't end up happening for me. I did, I did enjoy learning some new things. I do wish, like I had said that some of the things that are currently in like further along in production, like secret invasion and such, like we got more like, here's some casting, like, like official confirmation of like, here's the casting things and such, even if we didn't get characters. And then I would have also had enjoyed maybe getting one new live action series because all the new ones were really like animated, like so zombies and um, Spider-Man one, that was um, 
Uh, and then we it confirmed the name Echo and the Agatha one, but we had so we knew we kind of knew about that. So if we had like one new live action series, I think that would have been awesome to see that too. But all in all, yeah, we I mean we confirmed some things, but I mean I'm just kind of thinking of this as some of the like this wasn't a 2019 San Diego Comic Con. This was uh, maybe like a 24 like a 2014 2015 comic-con where like they have some stuff to show but it's not the one that's bringing down the house you know like right. it's like like it we're lucky a that they even showed us anything because like we saw what happened with lucasfilm like they didn't they for some reason didn't chose to show us anything for that but like so we got something from marvel it just wasn't like the showstoppers that 2019 was or uh, the investor day show was you know so like i'm presuming the next whenever the next big chunk content reveal will hopefully be some good ones because hopefully they'll have built up some things to either exclusively like show us things or make more official announcement of things so i'm looking at it that way so like it wasn't a total loss of things it's just like okay this is what it was and what we, what it was was pretty good and enjoyable you know so um yeah and then as a overall as a whole like uh yeah some of the other non-marvel stuff were some good check-in things but again it was like a lot of the lack of concrete release dates was a little frustrating across everything you know it was a lot of um coming soon or coming in 2022 or even 2023 for some of the like the disney animated things so um that was slightly unfortunate but you know other than that it was uh there were some fun fun things revealed yeah it was, it was a good day <laughs> yeah and uh, i i think the other thing to think about too or to remember is that we're still kind of in a pandemic and uh, there's a lot of work we have to do to get out of it. And I think maybe that's one of the reasons too. So I would almost say mm -hmm. to look forward to Disney plus day next year, right? Because you'll have all of those shows will be gone. Right. I mean, all of the ones they showed will be gone. There's going to mm -hmm. be no Miss Marvel content, no, no Hawkeye content, but not only that you've got uh, Dr. Strange will have already come out. Thor will have already come out. And uh, if I'm remembering right, Black Panther 2 comes out on Investor on Disney Plus Day. Yeah, it's like the 11th or the 12th. Because it's on yeah, the 11th. So if it's yeah. November 11th is that Friday, that's right. the November 12th Friday. So I'm sure they would have something special around that. But those are like, those are the big movies we've been anticipating too. So like once November hits at that point, everything coming up is all uncharted territory. Like mm -hmm. we know nothing about the Marvel. I mean, we kind of know nothing about black Panther. So that's probably mm -hmm. the first thing, but like all the other ones we do. So by even then, Doctor, all of, even Dr. Strange too, uh, we don't know anything. I guess that's much a good about point. It. We don't really we don't know, know a lot about, about that, that either. Mm -hmm. And I guess if it's Disney plus day, they're not going to show those anyway, right. but just to say all of the ones that we've been really anticipating, those will be out the door, but more so, I'm praying the pandemic will kind of be under control. More people will get vaccinated by then and they'll have more concrete dates to mm -hmm. say, yeah, we know for sure now that we've got, you know, the right amount of staff, blah, 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 blah. So I have a feeling next year will be, which is good, right? I mean, there's yeah. a, kind of like with Eternals, you know, you can't always have the best movie ever. You can't always have the best box office or the best, the best investor day ever, but that just means that the next one has more mm -hmm. opportunity to be even better. So you're kind yep. of resetting your expectations. And that's, yep. that's the, the, I think the most important takeaway from this. So yeah. Um, yeah any final well, I was just, I was just gonna say off of that like um I wonder too if some of not having concrete delays if well one they push back the whole movie slate because uh it sounds like uh Dr Strange is doing a large amount of reshoots over the end of the year and I think that's oh, just sure, like yeah. delaying them but um and from what that sounds like it just sounds like it was a finishing regular photography because of the COVID and then also figuring out actor availability so it's like it just 
extended the dates of when they were uh, doing reshoots. So I think that was part of it. But I think also with that is I wonder if with any of these properties, if they're looking at what's in production and who's around when or whatever, and if they're, as they're always plussing things, if they're like, what if this character is now like, what if they're trying to like get like some sort of cameos or any additional yeah. people in or something, they're just, they're just looking at like when things are lining up and they're like, so let's say for like Miss Marvel for something, because she's filming the Marvels right now is like, it's like, Oh, what if there's something with Tiana Paris and uh, Brie Larson as those two characters are like, okay, we're about to hit our Christmas break, but when we come back in January, like we'll have this set with these people and maybe this other fourth character that we want to introduce or something and we can only film it then so like that's going to delay us you know like so something like that you know like even though i have no clue if that's happening you know like i wonder if they're looking at that and they're like oh, okay like let's like not walk in in case we can make this happen or that happen you know so but, yeah 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 i'd buy that that makes total sense but yeah that's uh that's disney plus day in a nutshell so um you know and and based on the amount of time we have been speaking there kind of was a lot to go over uh which is good it's always nice to know that there's some fun things on the horizons we've got a lot uh, a lot going for us here coming up in the next few years kevin thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me about this i'm, I'm very excited and always glad to have you on yeah thanks alex i'm, I'm glad uh we could go through it all and have uh, discuss it all for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for comics and cinema, I'm your host, Alex Klein. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you on Disney plus. <laughs>